I feel like I'm unknown to the world that's full of clones. My originality's focused on principalities broken. I'm loaning my heart and soul to the game that's scared to pay it back. Confederate is a motherfucker. The strength to go on and believing in another sucker who don't see the vision in you. So you gotta work harder times two. Gotta make it do what you do with the limited sources you have. Your dream is still a fire. Motivation in you and the yo 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 again you know what today is if you don't know you about to find out it's gentlemen's talk wednesday happy gentlemen's talk wednesday everybody it's a beautiful gentlemen's talk wednesday it never changes it'll always remain the same i am the one they call the ceo of frfo remember this show ain't made for kids so it really stands fuck around to find out if you ain't been keeping up but i am the one they call mr gq I am your friendly neighborhood DJ, DJ Micah B. I ain't gonna even lie to you, man. We got a hell of a show today. Appreciate the world of social media for continuing to add to the puckery and the hilarity and all things entertaining because of you, all right? Because of you, solely because of you. Um, if you haven't been on the Gentleman's Talk TikTok, highly encourage you to jump on there. We posted one of the clips from the last episode because it's dope and if you subscribe into from the sidelines on the youtube it is also uploaded on the youtube short so hey you can catch it anywhere i just saw it but since you're here live and in color with us you see the thumbnail oh mr rose mr rose and i and i'm a i'm a fan all right i'm a fan of mr rose i really am I didn't know. I kind of felt some type of way about this video. So for the first time in the history of our small history, for that matter, of Gentleman's Talk, we are going to start the show off with a segment that we typically don't start off with this early. But we're going to do it today. All right, all right, all right, Mr. Rose, man. We always talk about this, and we always talk about things that we do to continue bringing things to light and in color. And, you know, it just seems like we can never move forward truly, no matter how hard as a, as a group, as a culture, as people, no matter how hard we try. We thought we was done with it for the most part, you know, all of all of our old heads and our old aunties and, you know, all that was, you know, for the most part, they just kind of stopped talking about it. You know, every now and again, it pops up on the news, you know, it triggers a couple things, you know, whatever. And then things come up and you're just like, baffled. I think that's the word of the day is baffled. So I'm going to put this video up. I'm going to just... We're going we gonna to watch accordingly. Um, once this video ends, uh, DJ Mike be, by all means, just your okay. initial thoughts, and I will follow suit. The sports that are predominantly black are the ones that once you get into them, the goal is for you to feed the system and help the system make as much money as possible before you profit. Basketball and football predominantly black sports 
are the main ones with restrictions after high school. Mm-hmm. For a while, I had dress code, had salary cap, couldn't smoke weed, um, had a length of contracts. Like in baseball, you can sign a 10-year deal. In hockey, you can sign a nine-year deal. Can't in basketball. In tennis, in, in golf, in NASCAR, you can turn pro after high school. Can't in basketball and football. They're gonna force us. And this is this is this is a residue of slavery. This, this that's what it is. They're gonna force you to feed and pay the system as long as possible. When you graduate from high school, there's so many players that shown you can go to the league and be successful. Kobe, KG, J.O., um, Daryl Dawkins, Spencer Haywood, the originator. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> so, so, T-Mac. So, there's evidence. The um. Yep. Okay. Um lot to unpack, but you know, by all means, have have fun. I don't know where to start with this because when you when the video first starts, I wanted to see the approach he was going to take because I thought he was going to enlighten me on something. I thought he would enlighten me on something. And keyword thought. My thought got cut real quick because Okay. At one point, maybe he had a point with basketball when they were like, you're going to go to college first and play. But the other side of that is nobody told you you couldn't go pro overseas for a year and then come back. Brandon Jennings did it. There's been other players that have played in uh, the G League. Now, they play in the, they, you, can get dragged, you can go to the G League and you get paid for playing in the G League. Uh, as far as football goes, is it predominant? Is it dominated by predominantly black players? Yes, but you're not going to sit here and tell me that in football, it has something to do with trying to make them feed the system, right? So. A couple of months back, we had the conversation about maybe running backs should be allowed to come out of college after two years instead of having to wait three years, whereas because they touch the ball the most and they get hit the most, so their careers are relatively shorter. All for that. So I bring up this aspect to say, bruh, no 18-year-old kid is coming out of high school to play against grown men in NFL. This ain't basketball. Absolutely not. Most most people coming out of high school at, at a lot of positions are slower than linemen. A lot of the linebackers are slower than the linemen in the NFL. Like you're you're going you're going to come out of high school. LeBron is one of the rare cases when he came out of high school with a grown man's ass body, bro. LeBron came out of high school weighing 255. I mean, two twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Most of these guys go to college as receivers and corners and things like that, and they probably weigh one twenty-five, one fifty-five, one sixty-five. Which a skill position like corner, maybe you'd be okay. But anything other than 
defensive back or receiver, you're going to be in trouble with an 18-year-old body. I don't give a damn what anybody got to say. I don't care. No running back is coming out of high school at 18 wants to get hit by a linebacker or a lineman on the NFL level. The game of football moves so much faster on every level, too fast, and it's too physical. You go from having people, linemen in high school, uh, 195, 200, 215, to 315 grown, 315 pound grown ass men that can run a five foot, uh, a five second 40. Like this is, it's stupid. It, 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 it's so no, I don't think there's any kind of system involved in this that he's talking about, particularly when it comes to, especially when it comes to football, basketball. Yeah. There might be a couple of people that come out and they're ready for to play to play in the NBA. But what is history shows us most of the people that came out of high school ready to play don't become stars. They don't fare well in the NBA. There has been more much mm-hmm. essentially than there is people that turn into superstars coming straight out of high school. Don't let the era of Kobe, Garnett, T Mac, Braun, uh who am I missing here? Uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Those guys came straight out of high school and eventually became stars. T-Mac taking the longer road to become the star out of all them people uh, because he had to play in the shadow of his cousin, Vince Carter, who went to college. So for, for every T-Mac, there's a Sebastian Telfair. We didn't name Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire, too. Right? So for every T-Mac, there's a Sebastian Telfair. For, for every... For, for every Kobe, no slight to this guy because I actually like this play. For every Kobe, there was a <laughs> for every Kobe, there was a J.R. Smith. For every Stoudemire and Dwight Howard, there was a Kwame Brown. Like not Kwame Brown. I just, I'm just, I don't think, I don't think he. <clears throat> now, is it true that in predominantly black sports in America, yes. They have to go through an extra year or so before they make it there. But there's other options out here for you to go make money right out of the rip. So, no, I I disagree with Jalen. You don't have to wait to go to the NBA to make money. Nobody ever told you that. Uh, Especially nowadays with the NIL and everything else. Like, you you can make money before you go pro, but, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Like, okay, then go overseas. And then, and then to his point that you could go out of, you can come out of high school and sign a ten-year. Ain't no damn baseball player sign no ten-year contract out of high school, bro. Nah, fam, you got to go not. through the arbitration period. Then he want to talk about, uh, you know, just you can't sign baseball. You got the ten-year, uh, ten-year contract. Am I mistaken, or did Patrick Mahomes just sign like an eight-year contract or a nine-year contract with Kansas City? Um, well, his was a combination of two contracts, but of like course. it wasn't an outright ten years. So, like, it, but it, yeah, he was. How about didn't Magic had, Magic like, sign a long contract? Yeah, when Mahomes signed his deal, he had three years remaining, and then he signed a five-year extension on top of that. Yep, which is how and that kind of panned out. Then, so then you have the Magic Johnson. Oh, let, let's not forget the uh on the wall of shame for dumbass millionaires. There exists this guy Scottie Pippen, and in more ways. Then one, he epitomized the dumbass millionaire. For one, the whole thing with Michael Jordan. And for two, didn't Scotty sign like a nine-year contract 
an eight or nine year contract with the Chicago Bulls because he wanted to secure his family. Something it's like possible, that. But nobody wants to do it anymore because of the whole Scottie Pippen thing. Not to so, mention yes, you also you, uh, can. you also got your, your wife took by by your teammates, well, son. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, some of the things that he said is ridiculous and um the whole thing with slavery. I I just I don't see it. Um matter of fact, I don't think anybody sees that shit besides him. Let me let me ask this question. Since we on, I'm, I'm gonna start from where you ended. I'm gonna start with the whole slavery part of it in the process. What <clears throat> what fucking industry can you go into as a broke ass kid and obtain generational wealth and it be considered slavery? Nothing. Oh, okay, so I can go be a broke ass college student who all of a sudden goes pro. And I'm making five, ten, fifteen million dollars, but that's considered slavery. My guy, my gal, I'm getting paid millions of dollars to play a sport, something that most of us nowadays as adults do for recreational purposes only. And I'm making generational life changing money. Somebody got slavery all the way fucked up. The only because slavery the sport is the good old boys club. If that's the case, can I sign my contract to the shit? What? Because, no. So, continuing this trend of going backwards, right? So, he talked about the baseball MLB 10-year contract. DJ Michael B., you and I are big fans of, you know, sports in general. We like baseball. Roughly, how long has baseball been around? Baseball's been around, baseball's been around since the late 18th, 18th uh, well, 19th century, which you would call it. Okay, so check this out. Late, late 1800s. So I wanted to pull, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping. So I went and pulled this number. He talked about 10-year contract, 10-year or longer contracts. Across that massive history of baseball, do you know how many of those 10-year or more contracts have been signed in the history of baseball? 22. 22. In a hundred over 100-plus years of a sport, 22 Soon to be 23 because Manny Machado may be signing this um, contract of 11-year, $350 million extension with San Diego. So 23 players amongst the literal thousands across the history of the sport. Pushing millions now. <laughs> 23 have a 10-year or more contract. Okay, let's throw that shit out the window. I'm going to go to the other one because he talked about hockey. All contracts in ML in, in, in NHL can be of up to seven years. Eight if resigning with their current club, as long as the average annual salary plus bonuses will fit under the team's salary cap and under the 50 contract limit is not exceeded. Cap. So rebuttal twice because clearly you said what you said because there was a song that came out while you and I were in high school. And it was called Talking Out the Side of Your Neck. Yep. And that's what you did, Mr. Rose. Like I said, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. But sometimes, sometimes millionaires talk too much. And you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, now let's spin it differently. When we're talking about football and basketball versus baseball, as a billionaire owner, can I actually justify 
paying one player a 10-year contract. I'm no. asking a dead-ass serious question. You let's just let's start with the NBA. Take every single all-time great, mind you. We're going to have this conversation objectively without recency bias or knowing what we know. But let's just say for the sake of this, let's let's start with let's start with Michael Jordan. Let's just start with him. gets drafted. It's tr- it has, has a rough go at it. First couple years. All of a sudden, you know, the Bulls get their first three peep. Let's just say right after that last championship in their first three peep, his contract comes up for an extension. Are you signing him to a 10 year contract? Absolutely not. Okay, so I'm going to take Michael Jordan, send off to the side. Let's go to two more iconic players who were playing right before him. Let's go to Magic and Bird, two players who played for two other, two of the most storied franchises in the history of basketball back in the 80s. Michael Magic Johnson comes in, goes to the finals, very first year, balls the hell out, rookie of the year, Larry Bird. After Magic wins in the finals, you, you, you signing him to an extension? When the Showtime Lakers really start getting ready to hit their peak, are you signing Magic Johnson to a 10-year contract? At that now, granted, Mr. Buss might be the only person that would do some shit like that. Well, they did. They did give Magic a big contract. I think Magic signed like a, 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 a 10-year contract at one point. They did give him a big contract. And then you remember Stephen A. Smith on ESPN was like, well, Magic got part ownership with that contract. Doesn't freaking matter. It's doable because Magic actually did it. I don't see back then it was doable. It's not doable in 2023 because of the way the salary cap is structured. And if you're trying to tell me that the salary cap, quote unquote, quote unquote, is a way of hindering predominantly black sports and all this, that, and the third. First of all, last time I checked, baseball they agreed to have no salary cap. It's negotiated in the CBA. Hmm. So, and you know what's funny about that? We've been watching baseball for a hot minute. There was a point in time when I know you probably remember this story. There was when there was a story that came out when there was Alex Rodriguez, uh, Derek Jeter, and one other player for the Yankees. Like all three of their salaries combined was worth more than the Houston Astros as a team. That was that was a uh, real thing. This was like the early 2000s when this shit was a thing. Yeah, that, that's Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, and uh I, I want to say uh Mariano Rivera. It you know it was Mariano Rivera. Okay, yeah. so we remember this. So we remember this, right? Is that the case in 2023? Oh no, nah. hell no. Nah. <laughs> so hell no. Nah. Clearly, this whole no salary cap quote unquote thing is a little different. Because it balances itself out. Now let's go back to football. Because this one fucked me up. Because I'm like, across the entire history of the NFL, given of all sports, we know this, the NFL probably has the largest percentage of, of, of life-changing injuries that could possibly happen at a moment's notice. I was waiting I was waiting for you to get done so I could bring this up. But go ahead. Who, who am I paying a 10-year contract to? I'm not paying a quarterback that because what? All right, cool. Let me pay. Okay, let's give a prime example. Prime example. We're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna use the the 2000s to now, just because I want to do that. 
let's just say for the sake of discussion, I paid a bit. I paid Ben Roethlisberger a ten-year contract after he won that Super Bowl with that loaded roster, and he did what he was supposed to do. I'm not knocking Big Ben. I'm just using it for the sake of discussion. The, the first one or the second one? The second one. We'll we'll, okay. we'll exclude the first one. We'll say he because he actually played a more much more predominant role in the second one. But let's say I paid him a ten-year contract. What happened the last couple of years of uh, Big Ben's career? What the second one they won in was it uh two thousand eight? Something like that, yeah. I can't I can't I cannot remember the year. No, but no, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause they cause they went back to the Super Bowl because they lost because they lost in 2010 to Green to Bay. To Green Bay. Okay, so yeah. yeah. We, we're talking about the Cardinals Super Bowl. So 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 for the sake of that argument, that Super Bowl still that might have been 09. That Super Bowl still pissed me the fuck off. Um so from 2009 to 2019. Hell no. Oh, my God. Ben, ben started breaking down like 2015. Okay. So so there's that one, right? All right. Let's go with another predominant quarterback in this time frame, right? I'm trying to exclude utilizing like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. I don't want to use those guys because those – there's a legitimate discussion to be made. Well, okay. But how about this then? If, if we want to – we want to bring Peyton Manning here. Here's the flip side of that. Peyton Manning won his uh his first Super Bowl in what was that? 06? 06 yep. or 07? Somewhere, Somewhere in that area. Ten ten years would have been 2017. During that tenure is when he had the neck problem. He had the neck fusion the the neck fusion surgery. Yeah. What if he would have never came back the same after the neck fusion surgery? What if he could never play football again? You're right. So realistically. And this is it's funny how this works out. I think the only predominant quarterback, justifiably so, that you could have paid a 10-year contract to and actually benefited return on investment would have been if you paid Tom Brady after the 2007 season, after they lost that Super Bowl. Because I got one for you. you got because you got three more Super Bowls out of that time frame. Three damn near four. I got I got one one person for you. I'm a name and it's his his record itself doesn't because he never won a super bowl but for the most part of of his career he was never really injured and you would have been okay giving him a 10-year contract had they finally had some good ass coaching down in san diego and that's philip rivers philip rivers might be the only other justifiable one because he played every year i can buy that he and he and played he, he played injured a lot he, but but that's the thing like we're, we're, we're going through and we're naming some of the all-time greats in these sports, and it's like, can we? Because I'm telling you, I know there ain't a single motherfucking running back you finna pay a ten year contract to. The only person I can like in in NFL history, I'd be like, you could have gave this man a ten year contract and be one hundred percent okay. Maybe maybe two of them. I would probably say, uh, on the offensive side, because there, there's some people on the defensive. I would definitely say you could you could do, but on the offensive side. I would say probably the only two you would have been okay with is Jerry Rice and T.O. I would – I'll buy that. I would actually – you know what? I'll do you one better. I would definitely say Jerry Rice. I would say Marvin Harrison. Oh, yeah. Marvin was on like the, never and, heard. Oh, and I'll give you one a little bit more recent, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, you'd have been good with Pitts. You'd have been so good with Pitts. defensively, I would, get, I would consider – Deion Sanders. I would consider Deion. Uh, I Charles would consider Woodson. 
Yeah, Charles Woodson for sure. Uh, Champ Bailey. Oh man. Yeah. I, and Champ Bailey. I'll probably say uh Rondé Barber too. I would have said, you know what, Ray Lewis. I would have gave Ray Lewis a ten-year contract. And, and Reed for that matter. And Reed for that matter. Too. But see, Brian you, you know what? You, you, you I would give Brian Urlacher a ten-year contract. If if he wants to say in predominantly black sports, you got to play out your rookie contract before you can actually make it big. And in football, it's four to five years. Then I I'm okay with that. You would have more to stand said. on. But the yes. way he said it, he made it sound like I'm coming into the pros. Give me a ten-year contract because no, no. No sport lets you come into the pros and you get a 10-year contract. You play out your rookie contract in every sport. Yeah. And and that's so what killed me about that is just listening to him, and I'm like, why do we have to continue to come back to color? Because you're trying to say now, and 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 now we're gonna bring it back full circle because he said he's being controlled by college sports, by um, you know, by the G Leagues and all this other stuff. I'm like, it's maximum exposure. Because Bruh. listen, let's just, you know what? Let's 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 play this game. Let's just go back to the NBA now. Let's say they never got ready to come out of high school to the pros rule. You imagine what would have happened to a guy like Zion if he came out of high school instead of went to Duke and played in college? Look at his injury history now. The fuck you think would have happened if he came to the NBA without his man body? Bro, here, here here's a better question for. For, for us to, a- to answer real quick. I'm going to just take it to football. In the past 10 years, name me one NFL player you think could have came out of high school and played in the NFL. None. Straight out of high school. None. None. Now, None. Name, name me one NBA player you think could have came straight out of high school and played in the NBA in the past 10 years. In the past 10 years. LaMelo couldn't do it. Zion couldn't do it because Zion would have been injured. Um, That's tough. Think, think, think about this. For the past, I am, I'm, like, I'm really, because I'm thinking about, because even. If you, think about, if you think about the all-star teams and the all-NBA teams for the past 10 years, name me a rookie that made the all-NBA team in the past 10 years. Name me a name me a rookie that would have been okay. Like, it, it, name me a, name me anybody you think that would have made the all rookie team coming straight out of high school, because a lot of the people they go overseas and they're not that good overseas. Yeah. Until you know like, what? It, it's, I it's think crazy. I don't. And you know what? That's the and I think I truly think the LeBron, Dwight Howard, and all that stuff. I think I really do think those were the the last of the great like and i'm not trying to diminish these high school players like i don't want anybody to think that's what we're doing here but the last of the the truly elite high school players there are those who are just really really good who end up getting those d1 offers and and end up balling out in college and developing into great nba players then there's that very small percentage and i'm gonna equate it like this those individuals are the equivalent of the same who are the less than one percent that join the military that's how yes. we, that's the level of elite we are talking about. A guy like Giannis couldn't have came out of high school and came to the NBA. Look how small he was when he came into the NBA in the first place. Imagine if KD would have never went to UT and came out of high school and came to the NBA. He was already small coming into the NBA. 
how much and smaller, going, you, you see, how much smaller have KD would have been? What about Anthony Davis when he made that growth spurt? Oh, because he grew so tall, let's bring him to the NBA. He would have had a he would have been injured every single fucking year. If he, I mean, granted, he only played like I think a year in college, anyways. So it was kind of like yeah, he won a championship in his one year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but a guy like Devin Booker. Devin Booker was on the bench in college. A guy like Devin Booker, Tyler Hero. Um, on the bench in college again. Look, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, like, you know, there, there, there's one more factor. You know into, what? Into something. Maybe, what do you think? And this, this is, I'm spitballing, but I'm just really, I'm thinking about these young players. Yeah. Maybe, and I, and I might just be really reaching, but maybe Anthony Edwards. Maybe. At least, at least, at least for Anthony Edwards' sake, he really looks the same. He does. He, Anthony like, Edwards he, had a grown man body. I will say he put on he put on a little bit, but really and truly, from when he came into the league to now, he had a grown man body. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, and maybe, just maybe. But you know what though? In college, when when he played in college, Ant, Anthony Edwards was good. But he's not as good as he was without that damn college program. Exactly. So let and so we go back to football. Here's why I will. I don't give a fuck who you name. I don't care what NFL player you name. Here's exactly why no high school player should ever go from high school straight to the pros. Because nothing, and I mean this, and I say this as somebody who understands this better than the average bear. Nothing beats collegiate strength and conditioning. Nothing. Nothing. Collegiate strength conditioning. Listen, these strength conditioning coaches in college make bank to do one thing and one thing only: develop grown ass people. I am taking a two hundred and twenty pound linebacker and making him a two hundred and seventy pound linebacker with ten percent body fat in two years. That shit don't happen overnight. Bro, do not I, I, I do you one better. I, I will do you one better. You know this because you play for you. You play football. I mean, you you play flag now, but you play football. Let let let, let me put something in these people here real quick. You graduate high school, and you were you you played you played high school football and things like that nature, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to play semi pro. You're going to get lit the fuck up in semi pro. It is bad. Your 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 body is not ready. Even these guys playing semi pro. Can will do you damage because your body most of them semi pro guys are fucking D one and D two guys who didn't make the team. Exactly. So they still finna knock your motherfucking head off. Guess what that means? They still went to college. And one more point to Jalen Rose's um, assessment assessment for me. You kind of touched on it. I'm gonna dive a little bit deeper into it because it came to me. So the sports that black people dominates um paid sports I, I let me say paid sports with leagues which is basketball and football does Jalen rose not know basketball and football in the pros have the highest injury rates you're playing the, no you you nobody in baseball gets injured as often as they do in the nba no unless you're a pitcher Unless you're a pitcher, like no the most common injury you see in baseball for like hitters, it just happened in the World Series. Like Garcia, he had a he had a stiff back. Well, if right. I was carrying my fucking team to the World Series and knocking my fucking 500 feet fucking home run, my back be hurting too. 
And and let, 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 let's let's bring it into in, into football. Absolutely not. Sit y'all asses down. No. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna take it to one. I'm gonna take it to one more level on top of this because Jalen Rose is out of pocket for this. And let me tell you why I'm gonna take it to another level. The same thing he's saying about the black players doing this and that. What about the white people that are stars in this damn league? They're getting it's the same shit. It is the same. They're they're having to sit through rookie contracts too. All of them have to sit through rookie contracts. It's not, bruh. Nobody is benefiting more than anybody. You cannot bring slavery and oppression into what they're making. And if the players were doing better and having better representation and negotiating more, they would have higher fucking contracts against those TV contracts. Yeah, this, but guess what? NBA, no, this is the whole NBA thing. Yeah, but the and then we're talking about just all these sports. The NFL, amongst all professional sports, has the worst players association. The worst. Absolutely the worst. And who's at the head of the NFL Players Association? White guys. Then mm. on the president, vice president, it was long known that Drew Brees, because Manning, the all these guys were on the board. Because the original guy that was over the Players Association that was there before, I forget his name, but he was a black guy. He ain't I, there Oh, no I forgot his name. Oh. Yeah. We know his face. We got his face in our head right now. But he's not, you know, he's gone. So it's like. You know, but okay, we, and then we're going. I'm we're going. I'm gonna end it off with this. I'm gonna go to your favorite sport. We're gonna go to soccer. There's a reason why a teenager can go pro in soccer, but not other sports, because these motherfuckers play soccer from like four years old. And soccer, again, another one of those sports that does not have an extremely high injury rate, but does have an injury rate. But it has a more, if anything, I say it has a higher bruise rate. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely getting bruised, knocked over. A higher, and it definitely definitely has a higher flop rate than any other sport. Oh, 100%. But I'm not shocked that on the U.S. team that you had seven, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids because soccer is different. I don't care how big you are in soccer. Are you fast? How's your, how's your, how's your eye-hand coordination? How's your eye-foot coordination? How's your ball skills? Because if you have elite skills at a game like soccer or tennis or golf, it's not as it's not as physical, and I'm not trying to diminish like soccer, soccer. But when we're talking about in relation to football and all these other sports, soccer has collisions, but there's penalties for that. In football, you're paid to hit somebody, or you're paid to deliver a hit. In soccer, that's not the case entirely. Like there, there is a lot of contact in soccer, but you're not taught. Right. Oh, that guy with the ball, you need to go run and put your shoulder in his chest. That is not what you're taught in soccer. Now there are some tactics involved in the way you move your hips and, you know, the way you put your feet out and some of them slides that turn into trips and things of that sort. But but on the surface, you're not paid to collide into each other with one person with the soccer ball and the other person defending, trying to stop you from scoring. Like, you're not taught that way. You're taught to move your feet from side to side or you're taught to stick your foot between their two feet, knock that ball between and go back the other way for the overall most part. I got something for you. I'm you're going to love this one. You know what? All you kids out there listening, you shouldn't be listening, but if you're fucking listening anyway, thank you for tuning in. You know, this is not a show for fucking kids. I just want to make sure that... But you you know what? There's two things that Jalen Rose left out when it comes to sports. You want to make money when you're 16, 17, 18? How about you training gymnastics and fucking track and get those sponsorships through the Olympics? You And, and, and another predominantly black sport where you can make money from the time you're young until you get older, 
when you're 16, 17, 15, there's a reason why in boxing, even boxing is predominantly black, they're not putting you in the ring with 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds. It's not going to look good for you because you're still a fucking kid. <laughs> Please. Like, you want to make money from the time you're young, full-blown money, pick up soccer. You want to make full-blown money, pick up track and field. Pick up golf. Pick up, pick up tennis. Pick up, pick up gymnastics. Tiger Woods been pick banking. Swimming. Pick up fucking swimming. Pick up pick water up polo. Pick up tennis. lacrosse. Tennis. Hell, nowadays, hell, pick up fucking cricket or fucking pickleball at this fucking point. Ping pong, too. Ping pong like a motherfucker. Oh, my well, bad. They don't, they we, don't like what we, we call it. We don't like what we call it ping pong. Table tennis. Make the motherfucking ping pong. God it's damn fucking it. ping we pong used... to me, too. All right. Fuck that. Straight up. All right. That was a... Uh, our first and only dumbass millionaire of the day, but that was fun because it had to happen. Because I'm, hey, you know what? Let's tone things down a little bit. I came with a crossover today. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Let's do this thing. It is the segment that everybody has been wondering where it has been. You know. One of Mr. GQ's favorite segments that I invented, and Real Talk is one of my favorite segments that he invented. But this thing here is called the crossover. Let me tell you how this thing goes. If this is your first time on the show, I take something from comics. I equate it to anything in real life. Sometimes I take comics and equate it to wrestling. Sometimes I take a comics and equate it to basketball. Today we are going to take comics and we are going to equate it to music. Yes, to music. You're going to love this one especially because we have a lot of the same taste in music, as you know. We're very um, eclectic. All right. Fantastic college word for the day. Yes, yes. We're very eclectic in our music. So throughout superhero history, it doesn't matter if it's superheroes of whatever group. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's DC, Marvel, blah, blah, blah. There is always a leader. There is always the front guy. And today, that's what we're going to talk about. So, when I say, hey, Mr. GQ, who is the front guy for the Justice League? Who's the man in the Justice League? You're going to respond? Um, I mean, I'm me, I personally, I'm responding with, with Batman. I mean, I respond with Batman. So, some people might think Superman, but Superman is just a muscle. So, and, Batman, and Batman, is, was is, the, Batman was the money. Yes. Batman was <laughs> definitely, he was definitely the funding. So how about this? I say the Avengers. Who you going with? Mm, Captain America. Captain America. I lean towards Iron Man, but you know, because you know the whole Civil War thing, they split in some people follow Iron Captain, Man. So. But, but Captain America is we know. If you read accordingly, Captain America is the first Avenger. And when Nick Fury came up with the Avengers initiative, Captain America was Captain the America first was name the, on that list. Right. So if I say the X-Force, which is a little-known group to most people, but I know you know what the X-Force is. If I say the X-Force, who are you picking as the leader of the X-Force? It's going to be that man with the claws. His name is Wolverine. I go Cyclops. That's fine. Um, Okay, that was another thing. X-Men split. Some people follow Wolverine. Some people follow Cyclops. So here we go. I don't think there's any, any discussion on this. I'm going to say Teen Titans. Who you got as the leader? No, oh, that's Robin. That's all day long. And 
Comics all day, Robin. And just to get out of comics, per se, Marvel and DC, you got probably one of the greatest groups ever called the Z Fighters. Who you going with? Mm, in the Z Fighters. I mean, is, is there is there ever a discussion on who, who the leader of the Z Fighter is? I'm just saying, in the Tournament of Power, there was a discussion now. No, no, <laughs> no. Kakarot was in the front. Fuck the bullshit. I know, <laughs> I know Yamcha tried it. All right. Oh, I, shut I know. <laughs> now, hey, props to Yamcha because he did try it whenever uh, the, the same soccer did. Yeah. And, and he got his Wolfgang fist ass whoop. Like, okay. Uh, yep. You're right. So, you know, that's that's just a couple. So, how about I take it to the world of wrestling for a little bit, right? The leader of the Four Horsemen. Oh, that was Rick. The leader of Evolution. Oh, that. Mm, see, that one's different. But for me, because uh, it could be Rick. I, I got I gotta go. I gotta go with Triple H with that one. I go with Triple H with that one too. But it could be Rick because Rick was more like the manager. At that point in time. I, and the reason I say it's more trips because he's the one that put the past, present, and future together. Yep. The leader of the NWO. Oh my God, the NWO. Uh, I'm gonna I'm lean with Kevin. Yes. I'm gonna lean with Kevin because he was kind of like the muscle, even though Scott was kind of the mouthpiece. So it was like they really was like they bounced off each other. But let's just roll. I'm gonna roll with Kevin. Okay. Now let's go back to a little bit of anime-ish. Um, I cannot think of this, this the group of, of uh, from Sailor Moon just slipped my mind. I forgot what they called themselves. It literally just slipped my mind what they called themselves. But Sailor oh, Moon was the leader. At all. But we know who the Sailor leader of that group is, though. You know, so, so here we go. I am going to give y'all today, we're going to start with leaders on that side, as we just named them, and we're going to go into music with the top five Leaders of a band. Now, whether they play or not, it doesn't matter. So I'm gonna just say groups. Your top five leader of groups. Duo, groups, bands, do whatever. Counts. So, starting off at number five. This is no particular order. This is you know, start off at number five. We gotta start with Christopher Martin. Oh my God, a Coldplay. Christopher Martin gotta be up there. Is is there any? I don't, I don't think there's any discussion why Chris Martin should be up there. If there is, somebody please explain it to me. I don't think anybody could could could, could can explain it to you. I just I just wanted to throw that out there for disclaimer's sake. You know, I like my disclaimers. Number four, I am going with. I don't have a drum roll, but it would be dope if I had a drum roll. I am going with the leader. There you go, of one of the greatest bands ever. I am going with the great falsetto singing Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Damn. This, all right, all right. You, your list is starting off literally. You 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 about 400 degrees on the on the oven right now. You ain't broiling yet, but you about 450 on the degrees. Number though. three, I'm going to go with one of my personal of all time. He is quoted as saying one of the greatest one liners ever ain't nobody coming to see you otis mr ruffin mr david ruffin okay okay 
Number two, mind you, just ain't no particular order. The only thing that's going to be in order is the number one person. So okay. number two, I was kind of back and forth with this because there's a lot of other good groups. So I'm going to give you some honorable mentions. Um, Nick Lachey, 98 Degrees. Okay, good mention. Nick Lachey, 98 Degrees. Um, J.C. Chavez and Justin Timberlake of NSYNC because they both share duties. But number two, I'm going with two guys that share duties of the lead singer, probably the most talented group we have ever seen on a stage. Literally. I am going with Johnny Gill and Ralph Tresvant. Mm. And at points, you could even throw in uh, Ricky Bell because Ricky Bell did a lot of lead, leading in New Edition too. But okay. just new, new Edition altogether might be the most talented group of all time. And going into number one, I don't think this needs to even be fucking discussed. Remember, this is not a show for some damn kids. I don't think this even needs to be discussed. God rest his soul. But the greatest lead singer of all time also has probably the greatest solo career of all time. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. It is a fact that at one point in everybody's life, they have been a fan of this person. Do you know who I'm referring to? No. The greatest of all time, the iconic Michael Jackson, the leader of the Jacksons and the Jackson Five. Most people, and, and I love the list, first of all. Most people, would, when they think Michael Jackson, never even think about the Jackson Five. They just don't. They just think of Michael as the solo artist. So I do have one problem. Only one. One problem. Because you named iconic leaders of groups and things of like that. And I love the honorable mention. But I, I left rappers, I left rappers out. For, okay, I left this ain't even a rapper. Out. That's what's yeah. even crazy. This ain't, this ain't a rapper. But how do you leave Bono off this list? The leader of U2. That's the point. U2 was, they literally been touring even up until last year. Like, my man Bono that's, was born in 1960. Like, Bono been around. <laughs> that's true. I, like, I, 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 slipped up, I slipped up on that one. Bono has been one, around for a long time. One other one that I was surprised, like, because he was kind of like the unquestioned leader where he knew this. Freddie Mercury. Okay, so I didn't include Freddie Mercury just because, the only reason I didn't include Freddie Mercury just because I know for a lot of people that watch our show, these niggas ain't know who Freddie Mercury was until they made the movie. Hey, that's on them for not being good and having eclectic but, taste in music. First but, of all, but, fuck but, them. But yes, yes, Freddie Mercury. Fr Freddie Mercury is like on the iconic level of Michael Jackson. Yeah, he definitely is. I'll add one more name to your honorable mention list because he's another unquestioned leader of a group, and his name is Ronald Isley. I mean. Osley Brothers also been around for a very long time. So, I know. ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even think about Ronald Isley, and that that's on me too. Because by the time I was born, Ronald was doing his own thing solo for the most part. True, so it, it, but but you know we had we grew up with with a certain group of, of OGs I, and things of that sort. So we right. it ain't like so, we didn't hear so, so these types of people. Five, I came up with the concept while I was driving home, but I didn't sit down and put a list together. So all oh, that was just off the top of my head. And if, I, I, I will say this, I will say this, I did leave out one person that a lot of people will be mad at. I don't give a damn because I don't think she's in my top five, which is Bobby. Beyonce. <laughs> I don't think Beyonce would ever be in my top five. Uh, even though I love Destiny's Child, I do, I do. But for the most part, most of these groups, all these guys have went on to 
have like extraordinary solo careers too. The lead singers, Justin, yeah. Justin being one that's like out of this world still. To you, this will catch, you will catch no argument from me because you just won't. Yeah, I don't I think Beyonce solo we, career is that good. Yeah, and we know just like hell, we know what happened. Just Justin took the fuck off. Justin, hey, you know, there's an the argument to be part. made. Justin could have. Justin is in, in is probably in the same conversation as as Beyonce as far as could be one of the greatest group to solo transition careers in music history. Oh yeah, and not to mention he had a better Hollywood career than fucking Beyonce without question. He's still in movies. He's killing the animated game with trolls and everything else. Like I got the feeling. Hey, hey, let me tell you something about Justin too that a lot of people sleep on. Right, Justin was handpicked. To do the collab for Love Never Never Felt So Good with Michael Jackson after Michael Jackson passed away. That says a lot. Uh man, just put some tequila in that and, and, and drink it. No, nah, not for me. I got I got my I got my own, you know, some my own adult. By the way, let's have a flashback real quick. What you drinking over there, my brother? I am actually drinking a lemon pocello wine. I look forward to trying that, whatever it is, soon. Guess what? It's another brand, another flavor of Stella. Ah, where did you get that? Oh, you know I got it at H-E-B. Here, everything's better. I haven't had a yes, Club H-E-B in a while. By the hey, way, I'm drinking tequila. Uh-oh. Cheers. Well, keep your clothes on, please. <laughs> By the way, shout out to my boy, Jew Fresh. You know, we always give shout outs when we give a shot. So shout out to my boy. Always to do fresh, man. So, uh, so while we on that little short little subject of, you know, we're doing our shout outs and stuff. Um, for those of you that are watching the stream, make sure you jump into the description of the video. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask me, hey, what are you guys streaming on? This, that, and the third. There is a link. There's a link inside of the description of this video that links you to StreamYard that will show you. And get you set up and, and pretty much do everything that we're doing on the stream as well. So you're able to set it up and do things the way we're doing it. So by all means, jump in the description, click on that link. You click on that link, it'll get you set up. And you'll get to get set up the way we set up. So, boom, there's that. Dropping that little dime in there. Um, we got some more um, future sponsorships coming down the pipe. Because Mr. GQ works very hard in the shadows. So we got some stuff coming down the pipe. Um, I'm just waiting on the live reads to come in. And when the live reads come in, I'm going to read them things straight on the air. Yeah. Drop these coupon codes in the chats for you. And, hey, man, take advantage of it because we got our, we're going to have our own exclusive Gentleman's Talk coupon codes for there said we items. So we always making moves around here. So if hey. you don't know, now you know. You know, you know while, we're, while we're on the lighter side of things, before we dive back into our next reaction, did you, by any chance, catch Crown Jewel? Oh, I did. Don't you work. I think we're getting too good at these transitions now. Hey, man, you know, if you don't know, now you know. But, yes, we had three events. We had Crown Jewel, we had Monday Night Raw, and we have also had NXT, all of which produce mixed reviews and mixed results. But we'll start with Crown Jewel because, of yeah, course, that's, that's where all the shit went down. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, um, John Cena's continued his losing streak at pay-per-views. 
um, which is really just hinting at the fact that he's probably going back on his hiatus because now that the writer strike is over, he's going to get back to filming and doing things. Um, I know prior to the writer strike, um, obviously the movie came out with him and Jackie Chan, phenomenal movie, but they were working on season two of Peacemaker and a couple of other projects that he had down the pipe. So it looks like he may be going back to Hollywood. So there's that. Um, we had, what's the word I want to use? One of the most baffling matches in the Fatal Five Way, because we talked about it in the uh, in the you know in the pre prediction show, it was just like Fatal Five Ways just don't work, and boy was we right. It proved shit, it proved itself right. She was trash. That shit was fucking straight poochies. Golly, they tried. I give them their props for trying, but I don't think there's a single combination of any five superstars you can put in the ring at the same time and it's gonna work. It's just too much chaos. The like, fact that the fact that somebody had to start in every corner and one person in the, in the very middle, it, it was absolutely stupid. Yeah, and which which is why Elimination Chamber made so much sense in it, because at least everybody's in a fucking pod, except for the first two. You got two in the ring, and you got four on the outside in pods randomly coming in, which makes way more sense. Which is why I also said that Fatal 5-Way should be a Fatal 5-Way elimination and not just one person pins them. Because the way they ended the match didn't make sense. No, and I mean, and all you're doing now is is Rhea is just burying the entire women's division, and there's no true challenger for her at the moment. It's almost as if they're gonna build Rhea the same way that they kind of built uh, built Roman, which I mean, cool if you're gonna go that route, but at least give her more compelling one-on-one -on -one matches. Um, what did you think about? The Raw Women's Championship. It was all right. Um, I do like the, the return I, of... I, uh, I will say I enjoyed the match. Um, The best part of that match was Kyrie Sane coming back. That was the best part of the match. Um, mm -hmm. I maybe, and I might be the only one of the only people, but I'm a little burnt out on damage control. I feel Which like is, they've run. I feel like they've run their course. Like they're not, they're not doing anything as a trio faction, whatever we're gonna call them. That's giving, that's keeping them relevant, except for the fact that they're eventually gonna have where Bailey's gonna turn. Bailey's gonna turn. Bailey's gonna turn on, on um, Eel Sky. Eel Sky, yeah, it, yeah. Like it's gonna happen. So, hey, look at that. Oh my God. I was What's like, up, man, it's to stop it up. <laughs> hey, he, he's here for the next reaction video about the oh, okay, uh, that. intelligence. We, I'm about to say, which reaction video? We got a couple of them lined yeah. up. So Yeah. For those of y'all that don't know, that's my boy Rod. Go back, back, back. Back in the time. <laughs> back in the time, bro. <laughs> oh, man. What's good? What's good, Rod? Oh, we and we him. lost him. We had him and we lost him. We had him and we lost him. Okay. He'll be back. But at the same time, like I said, it's 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 time. And it looks like probably somewhere around Survivor Series is probably when it's gonna happen because speaking of Survivor Series, I mean, well, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um I also was not a big fan of the main event itself. I really didn't care for it. Like I I didn't I didn't I just I just didn't. I didn't care for LA Knight versus Roman. There wasn't a I, lot to I, I was excited. I was excited for it. The only thing I hate about LA Knight versus Roman 
is that you you had to use Jimmy for Roman to win because LA Knight absolutely beat the dog shit out of Roman. Like he, I, I for, for a while I was like, oh, they, they they're going they're going to eventually give a straight up win to Roman, and he's going to have some kind of miraculous comeback. And that's not what happened. What happened was Jimmy had to interfere for Roman to win. At some point, that shit gets very old. Yeah, but you know that's right now becoming the formula, and somehow, some way, at some point, it's gonna it's gonna backfire. Um, the best match to me was Sami Zayn's match. It was it was the man, only match complete was, match. That match was fire. Like that match was hard hitting. It was fire. It was very back and forth. Um, I absolutely hated the Rey Mysterio match. Joseph was over the fucking moon because Logan Paul I just, won. I was like, that's I'm trash. Like, I'm just, I'm, okay, here's the only way I'll be okay with that match is if you're going to tell me now that Logan Paul is going to become a full-timer. That's what I told him. But I said Logan Paul is not going to be a full-time wrestler. Yeah, but him just winning it just to win it, I don't like it. Unless what's going to happen finally is that now that he won it, he's going to eventually drop it to Ricochet. Because they've kind of had that feud kind of going back and forth because, you know, he likes to keep talking about Ricochet's girlfriend and all this other shit. Maybe that's Don't we happen. all. Don't we, Don't we all. all. I mean, hey, she can call my name on the microphone anytime. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ash is not opposed to it. Oh, we know. Um, So, I mean, outside of that, I mean, all in all, I gave, and me, me and one of my people were talking about this, I, I gave Crown Jewel a solid five. Like I gave it a five. I gave it a C. Yeah. It the only reason why I get only reason why I gave it a C is because Sam, Sammy Zayn and um good lord. JD McDonough. Dave the, the fact that the best match was yeah, at the beginning good. of the show On the says a lot. The, the the best match at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um and it was it was very good. It was a very compelling match. Uh JD McDonough is going to be a very good addition to Judgment Day. Hundred percent. Um, and he, he has arrived. There he is. There you go. Sorry, I had to switch yeah. my headphones. <laughs> oh yeah, nah, you good? You good? You watch WWE by any chance? Uh, I haven't lately. None. Okay. None recently. Right. Oh, nah, so, you you good? We we in the midst of uh, we going through uh, we just going through the recap. But, you know, we had a pay per view on Saturday. Uh, we're going through. Uh, we're about to start Monday Night Raw. Then we we'll hit NXT, and then we're gonna jump into this next uh, you know, fantastic reaction video. The sad part of Crown Jewel is Raw was better. Oh, no, Raw was it. <laughs> Raw was fire. Raw uh, was it because it led into it led into a championship match, which was Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins, because Seth Rollins thanked Sami Zayn for helping him during that match, which I didn't care for that match too much at Crown Jewel. I didn't just, care for uh, that match too much Seth either. In. Yeah, it was dumb. I actually thought we were going to have a cash-in finally, but clearly they're going to wait. I don't know if they're gonna wait till WrestleMania. If they're gonna wait till like they they're gonna time it out. I th I, think I think they might do really during the Royal of, Rumble. That'd be interesting. That, I mean, but that's that's so cliche though. Everybody what, what, cashes what, in at the Rumble. Liv crashed. Liv cashed in at the Rumble. Charlotte cashed in at the Rumble. Becky cashed in at the Rumble. Like it's so it's so cliche. Okay, how about this? How about this then? Because as we all know, Survivor Series War Games, the the match that Adam Pierce. Shout out to Adam Pierce. He sold the hell out of that. So shout oh, out no, to Adam hey, Pierce. He went he pulled his best William Regal out for that shit. So how about 
how about the match is over? Um, the Judgment Day does the impossible. It's not the impossible. They pull off the win, and um, him, him, and what you call it? Him and him and uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Him and Seth Rollins are the last to win, and he cashes in at at uh Survivor Series. That would be that wouldn't be bad. That'd be a that'd be a that'd be a different way of going about it because nobody's ever cashed in during the war games. I mean, right? War games for the main roster has only been around for two years. It's been around in NXT since its inception. So we, you know, uh, you know, the true fans, we've seen war games and we know how chaotic this shit gets. But I'm a big fan of the match itself that was announced, having you know Seth and Cody. Seth, Cody, Sammy, and, and Jey Uso going against the Judgment Day. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a hard hitting affair. I'm I'm all the way with that. Like that I'm all the way with that. So I'm, I'm with that. With um, once again, we have the New Day kind of just being thrown in there and just kind of getting used for nothing. They 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 dropped a match to the Judgment Day, which I don't know. It's it's almost as if Judgment Day has been relegated to being like mid carters and it's 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 upsetting because you're talking about one of the one of the greatest championship tag teams of all time being relegated to nothingness judgment day or new day new day okay okay yeah new day has been relegated judgment day uh not judgment logic new day has really been relegated to irrelevant and if that's the case split them up and make them go solo i mean you 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 gave this big push to Kofi at one point, then you turned around and gave the big push to why did his name slip my mind? Who, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. You gave a big push to Xavier Woods. And the Big and, E. All three of them have kind of had a push of sorts. Well, 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 Big E, his his push just ended because he had the the injury. So yeah, yeah, and then we know Big e, um Xavier Woods. He was you know king of the king of the ring, King Woods, if you will. Hello, Kalissa. Oh, she brought me a cotton ball. But you know what? I liked Raw. Raw was pretty incredible. But let's talk about the best show in the past week, which is NXT. NXT was absolutely sensational. We still got you this see, whole you see story I'm following going. It now. I'm we got this. It now. <laughs> yeah, we got this. We got this. This Trick Williams mellow thing going on. Now we got Trick with the with the accidental punch to the face that where he knocked Carmelo Hayes on the ground and they're still trying to figure out who jumped who jumped Trick Williams and caused him to miss that match that he was supposed to be a part of like which a lot of us are still saying that it was you know that it was mellow but then there's all these different hints and tricks where we don't really know it's it's gonna be fun um, shout out to Triple H and Shawn Michaels for running it back one time because yep. this was the Triple H and Shawn Michaels thing I don't know if they're going to play it as Carmelo did it or not, but even if they don't, this if they don't play it like that, it's going to be an epic twist. Because 100%. as you can see, the end of uh end of NXT when uh Trick and Melo was in the ring, everybody saw what happened. I forgot the guy's name that came out. It was very irrelevant. I didn't. He sucked. Yeah. Me, whatever. Well, we also saw we saw the champ. Uh, we saw Dragonoff get jumped again by. I say jumped again. Uh, he got. Well, he got sneak attack. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Sorry about Baron Corbin. We saw that shit go down. Um, I love Baron well, Corbin in NXT. He's relevant. I'm a big again. fan of it. I'm a big fan. Very good job. If they wouldn't have, if they wouldn't have fired Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler was doing a damn good job down there. Ali was doing a damn good job down there. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. I still um, don't agree with Dolph Ziggler getting fired. No. 
Um, we also had on the Spirit Squad. We've had the continuation of the push ever since Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton got into their their title match. Now Tiffany Stratton is the Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying match winner. So her push is starting to look like it's elevated, which is good. Um, we had a phenomenal hard hitting match between Braun Breaker and Von Wagner. Holy shit! Braun Breaker put on a whole ass. The spear he delivered in that match was very prime Goldberg. I'm talking about shoulder to the solar plexus, folded that man like it was it was a thing of beauty if you have not seen the video. At, but that was a hard hitting match because Von Wagner put that man to a table at the end of the match because he was so pissed off. Like it was just a fantastic fucking match. How, how, how about this? Um, as we all know now from from Raw, I think it was on Raw. The Miz, it is Raw. The Miz will yeah. be facing Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't think the Miz is going to win the match, but I know a lot of these guys are opting to say NXT to make it the third brand. But can you imagine if Ron Breaker jumps up as a surprise entry, as a surprise entrant to challenge Gunther for his IC Championship and wins? And that would be his push into the main roster. That wouldn't be a shot. Whether him or Carmelo Hayes, either one wouldn't be a shock. Braun should definitely be pushed up to the main roster before um, Carmelo, just because Braun's been there a, a little bit longer, but Braun's almost to a point where he's I don't want to use the word overstate is welcome, but he definitely needs to be on the main roster. It's just, I think they're trying to carve oh, that, out that's, room because that, that's, the right, that's the right word though. Overstate, the right yeah. phrase is like he's overstated. Because right now the, the main roster is still kind of oversaturated just a little bit, so you don't want to bring him up and bury him. But I think shortly after, you know, Seth Rollins goes on his hiatus and everything else, you're going to need to inject some new life. Oh so why God. not bring in Braun Breaker? Two years ago, we would have never said the main roster was oversaturated. Good Lord. Well, I've always said it's over. Because once they, every time they called up somebody from NXT, they got fucking buried. Yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. Um, one of the only other matches I wanted to highlight just because one of my crushes was involved, and it was uh, Roxanne Perez. And, um, yeah. And Kelani Jordan, they uh, they defeated uh, Lola Vice and Electra Lopez, but um, you know saying, how I feel about Roxanne Perez already. Did you see her That's Halloween costume? Did you That's see her Halloween costume, dressing up like Freddy Krueger? That's my dog. Please invade my nightmares. I don't even have nightmares, but I will for her. <laughs> you know, you know exactly how I feel about Roxanne Perez already, bro. Love me some Roxanne Perez. I was very oh, mad no, when she what? got eliminated out the Royal Rumble so early. I know. But you know what? I look. Anywho, before I look, I'm going to start drooling if I keep talking. Drink my wine. Um, yeah. So that covers our fantastic um, NXT recap. Um, so which um one of these fantastic <laughs> reaction videos do we want to get into next is the million-dollar question. Let's leave the inter intelligent uh, intellectual men one for last. Okay. Oh, the okay. The emotionally, the emotionally intellectual. Emotionally, yeah. There you go. Okay. So then, let's go into, let's go into the, um, let's go into the vulnerable space, man. I was a big fan of this particular one, so I was like, this is this is good. Paige and Rod, this is your time. This is your greatness time. Come on, bro. I texted him like, hey, come back real quick. <laughs> I bet. Let me get my drink real quick. Hold on. What you drinking? We, hey, you don't come on this show drinking and not tell us what you drinking. 
Uh, shoot, I got this. Uh, this thing called beatbox. And I'm about I to... know what beatbox is. Yeah. Bro, yeah. You, you talking to drinkers over here, bro. It ain't nothing you can surprise <laughs> us with. Because I, I, just... I got this thing called uh, Mr. Jose is what I call him. Yes, Most of y'all uh... might know him as Mr. Cuervo. Hey, it be like that. It'd be like that. All right, so we got we got we got Mr. Rod back in the building. So let's let's so let's let's talk about Squad. the reaction video to men that men aren't given that safe space to be vulnerable without being judged, which is a big deal. Men are giving that safe space in a relationship to be vulnerable and to be honest without being judged or without it being hijacked about how I made you feel about my honesty. And so what a lot of men learn to do through conditioning with dealing with women over time, even with their mothers, even with their family members, is learn to internalize this. Because even if I have a legitimate gripe, I know when I tell you this, you may start to cry, you may start to flip it. And now I'm talking more about how you feel about what I said than what I actually said. And so we always talk about providing safe space for women. And I, that's a conversation, period. And, 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 and stick that. But also for men... I think men are are are, are yelling and, and 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 moving towards like I want to be having a safe space too. Keep it what's up. I have a, I have a rebuttal to that, and I wonder Keita, if our, I wonder up? if our rebuttals match. What's up? My question to that is now because you said that you feel like the conversation goes there. Is that just what the conversation turns into, and that's how you solve a problem? Because you might say no. something, and then I respond, and that's how the conversation is going. Hey, I didn't like I, I like the fact you opened up to me. I didn't like the way you said it. So can we talk like this, or can we do that? So. In a small example, what I was talking about is what happened just now, right? Instead of realizing how I felt was legitimate and it was real and it was authentic and it, it's coming from a place of this is actually happening to me. What happened? You you said, okay, but maybe it's not happening like this. Maybe it's happening like that. Hold on, let me finish though. I, I guess what I'm saying is it is it is that. What happens is most, and I'm... I'm generalizations don't quote me but most men on an average basis probably word for word cannot out argue you or out discuss you so what end up happening is if you are more skillful with words you're more skillful with twisting semantics or whatever you will you will take control of this conversation and this man doesn't he didn't even get out what he actually wanted to get out and they now we see what happened a couple things man boy preach Man, there was a lot happening in that video. Yeah, yeah he was on it on that one. Oh my God! But, um, Who want to start? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let our guests get us started. Uh, go ahead and set the set the tempo for us, there, Rod. <laughs> All right, what's up, man? Uh, that I, that's a that's a tough topic for a black man at that. You know, uh, we definitely get you know viewed as aggressive and very you know. If I'm, if I'm telling you how I feel, either it comes out a week or too much. So it's, ne it's never just necessarily a safe place to where I can like, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. How are you feeling right now? By how I'm feeling right now. Or say, uh, if I'm telling you, hey, I'm, I'm not happy. I feel down today. Most women and most, they don't know what to do with that information, you know? They kind of sit there and they like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Well, you still got things we got to do. We got to, we have a work first, talk second, talk later, 
you know, not even talk second, talk fourth, fifth, to sixth, way back in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll worry about this next month. Well, you and then we we'll worry about this next month. And then we we'll worry about this next month. We we don't ever have that time. We're like, hey, let's sit down and let me tell you how I feel. And sometimes men are scared of doing that, you know. See, it's because we, we, we get shut up so much, you know. So we, we you know, we put sand in the trash, we put the body yard, we put do all this stuff to, like a lot of stuff that we if we're feeling down, we can't show it. We can't show it. That's just how it is. Mm. That was a powerful, that was a very powerful explanation. Boy, you preaching on a Wednesday. Like, you heard that? Look, uh, didn't we talk about it last week? Wednesday is for Bible study, so we're we preaching. Mm-hmm. All right? we, we, we preaching from the book of man right now. I'm trying to put yeah. it out there for y'all. So, just from watching the body language of this video, right? The women didn't even want to let this man finish what he was trying to he say. because like, He was not. Let me, let me, no, no. This show ain't for kids. So, Fuck it if you offend anybody. Listen, y'all need to shut the fuck up anyway and let this man get out what he was trying to get out. He was legitimately giving you a prime example of being vulnerable, and you were giving a prime example of exactly what happens. Because women do two things with vulnerable men. They weaponize it, and they use it as an opt a way to opt out. And when I say opt out, it's a way for them to opt out of a relationship. Oh, he a weak man. I can't be with him. Oh, it's a wrap. Or them calculated-ass women gonna weaponize it. Now, you might ask yourself, what the hell is he talking about when he says weaponized? Oh, they're going to put that shit in the bank. They're going to deposit that real quick. Oh, yeah, they definitely Oh, that. yeah. It ain't going to come out a month from now, two, three months from now. No, my brother. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to come out when they need it the most. When they is finally, when you finally, that one time as a man, when you get that woman backed into a corner, she's going to pull that receipt out. And pow, mm. then it's going to be like, oh, so that's what we're doing. We're bringing up some shit in a moment of weakness. But let me, as the man, bring up one of them times you had an anxiety attack, a panic attack. You had an emotional breakdown. You had a long day at work. You came home and the first thing you did was fucking cry in my lap and all this shit. Let me bring some shit like that. Oh, you just don't care about my feelings. You're being insensitive. Okay, so when I was being vulnerable to you and you decided to deposit that in the bank and weaponize that against me in an argument to take that blow, that fatal blow, if you will, What's the difference? You chose in that moment not to value what I was trying to tell you. What you did, you valued it, but you valued it to your own advantage. You didn't value it to what was going to help me. You said, how can I help myself from this information you just gave? This is why people don't tell secrets anymore. Secrets are weaponized. Men, we know for a fact. Women their emotions on their sleeves we know this for a fact it's okay it's just how that's just how they're built and that's perfectly fine no big deal we as men do two things we are either explosive and we let all that shit hang out or we compartmentalize a lot and when we compartmentalize is no different than when you boil in that water and you put a lid on top of that shit eventually that shit gonna boil over and when it boil over, oh, we become irrational. Oh, he being an asshole. Oh, he being this. Oh, he being that. He was verbally abusive. This, that, and the third. I'm like, oh, but in all them moments when I was, you know, doing my part, trying to be a, a better partner, you took all that time and you flipped that shit on me. Like you told me and explained, just like he did in the video, you just gave me a whole rant on how that shit made you feel. I don't give a fuck how that made you feel. I'm telling you how I feel, which means you should be acknowledging what I'm trying to tell you. And we need to be having a level of understanding here to where we can move forward. This is why COVID was a blessing for a lot of people, because COVID highlighted men's mental health. 
a lot of men were stuck in a house with nothing but their thoughts. And I'm going to tell you right now, ladies, this is the only time I'm ever going to put you on game when it comes to men. The worst thing you can ever do for a man is let that man live with his thoughts because he's going to start realizing all your bullshit and he's going to chuck deuce because yeah. a man who is emotionally sound is one of the most dangerous men you will ever encounter because that's the same man that's going to cut you off. The relationship is a wrap. You're like, you know what? I'm out. You're right. You'll protect my peace. I experienced, I experienced this myself. That is how I ended up coming out of a relationship during COVID because I was with a partner that was not hmm. valuing my emotions and all these other things of that sort. And all of a sudden, COVID happened and I was in a hotel room and I was able to think a lot. There's a thing about isolation, right? Isolation is bad for most people, but not for men. When men get isolation, we tend to rationalize. And when we rationalize, we realize how full of shit some people really are. Hmm. It's like that light bulb happens. And it's like, what the fuck was I doing for the last six months? I'm out this bitch. That's exactly what happens. Nine times out of nine times. Y'all preaching. Y'all preaching on a Wednesday, dog. No. DJ Michael B, what's your, what's your thoughts and feelings on this? Hold on, 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 so he used the analogy of a, of a pot boiling over, you know. So imagine uh, a woman just filling that pot, and you're you're still on fire. You're still hot about it. Like I said, yeah. the time comes, you're gonna start boiling over. But till you get to that point where that water starts receding, because you still you just so hot to where it's gone. Yeah. Now you're burning. Hundred percent. Now you sit you sit you sitting in that 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 madness. You sitting in that anger. Cause you never was able to get let, let all that out. Cause when you let it out, it, it started boiling over. It became too much. It came too That's much to where you're like, nah. See, I gotta bring this back in. I gotta bring this back in. The water's still boiling. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's just boiling down to where you just start burning after that. Cause at yep. that point, we, you, you, can't, we, you can't. We we will use and what what a lot of men will use that women don't realize that we can do is exactly what you said. What we call that is controlled weaponized emotion we got a whole pot of water and we're gonna use about a quarter of that to light your ass up we're gonna put that lid back on Mm -hmm. we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna to use a very vulgar term we're not gonna blow our whole load on this one argument no i might Mm -hmm. have a six shooter but i'm only gonna use two shots i still got four more yeah But yeah, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. I know yeah, you, yeah, I know you over there. Yeah. You ready? Y'all yeah, yeah, go good? ahead. Good. Hey, boy, boy, boy. Whoo! Y'all done touched on everything, and it made me hot because I don't, I don't, I don't heard and felt every word y'all said. You want to know the truth? This is the prime example of the relationship ain't never in trouble until the damn woman feels unfucking happy, and that's a fact. If you're unhappy yep. in a relationship. You're expected to deal with it and move the and, and just figure it out because there's no reason be, from your family or whoever. So you were going through something. What they got to do with her, this and that. But the minute she feels some type of way, well, what the fuck was you doing to her? This and that. No, 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 no. You see, mm-hmm. I'm going to take the different approach. This is why women should shut up. And when the guys say, hey, me and my friends are going out to the bar, you should shut up and let them go. Hey. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Shut up and let them go. Let me tell you something. GQ can attest to this. My boy Rock can attest to this. All three of us are blessed where we have a circle 
where we can go to and vent what the hell is going on in our lives and get positive feedback. I have LXG on this side with GQ. I have my brothers from church on this side with Rod, where I can vent and this and that. And there's no judgment passed. But you can't do that with females because the minute you do it with females, like you said, it's going to be a receipt. Five months down the road, some shit that you done got through and forgot. Oh, well, your soft ass, what about this time with this, this, and that? Mm-hmm. Hell, females can't do that with each other. Yeah. Exactly. Because that gets used, utilized on them, too. Yeah, because we know for a fact, and I don't care if any woman in America and the world is listening, we know the Achilles heels of the female species is accountability. Well, you I that. said it. Yeah. My name is Mr. GQ, that. and I said that. I, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. What, what you said? What you said? What, what, you know what, what I said? It? Accountability. I'm a military nah, man. Accountability nah, is what nah, we do best. No, 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 no. That word don't even exist in the female vocabulary. Get the fuck no out of here. No shit, it exists in my vocabulary. Accountability. <laughs> Where is that? Oh, you ain't got it? It's cool. Because whether you're dealing with a narcissist type female, whether you're dealing with a sociopathic type female, or you're just dealing with a crazy one, which is also highly possible, depending on your situation. Accountability never comes to light. No matter how the argument goes, even if you are 100% in the right, and we've seen this, we've all, we got three different types of men in this conversation. So check this shit out. We've all seen this where the woman will be the one that cheated on the dude and be like, I did this because of what you did. Oh, now, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's use, let's use the right phrase. Let's okay. use the right phrase. I didn't cheat, I acted accordingly. Let's use the right phrase here. That's what the fucking phrase okay. is. I didn't cheat. I acted accordingly. See, that's, okay, that's two so, different. There's two different type of type of woman. There's a, I did it because I wanted to, and I did it because you you didn't you didn't act up. You didn't say enough. Because that's that's where it points to. Some women want a man that say, "Okay, this is how I'm feeling," but they can't handle that. Yeah, they can't handle oh, that. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Like I'm feeling hey, like this. Let me tell you something. I got, I, I give, I, I one up you on even that one when you were like, how women feel. Cat Williams once said, "Hey, this nigga destroyed my self esteem. Bitch is the esteem of your motherfucking self. It is the esteem of your motherfucking self. Anything with the word self, self in front of it ain't got gotta shit do to do that. with me, right? It just don't. Because when you talk about it in the scope of a relationship, right?" I didn't say a canoe. I didn't say anything. I said a relationship. We know for a fact that a ship is a giant vessel that is controlled by more than one person, which means it takes multiple people to make it happen. So in the scope of a relationship in general, if you're not communicating properly, not you telling me what the fuck going on and I'm just listening and saying, okay, babe, no, not that. We, we, we both talking. We both getting our points out. We're understanding and respecting each other's values and opinions and actually having a legitimate partnership then what do we have because even last year j cole had an interview where he even talked about it and he said relationships ain't the same no more we don't have long-lasting relationships no more there are no more of these 20 30 40 50 year relationships no more because love is temporary in this in this area that we live in right now and he wasn't wrong he really wasn't let's let's keep it a buck I can use my own stuff as an I can, I can use myself as an example because I am now 
34 years old and I'm on my second marriage. So welcome clearly to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Wrong. Welcome, King Peddington. Welcome to the to the my boy. We're gonna call it the fuckery. How y'all doing, man? We are in the midst of the accountability session going on. So since since you just got on here, Rod, this is Moo. Moo, this is Rod. That's my partner from church. That's my partner from from the sideline. Let's get it in. So I hope you've been listening, Moo. So you got something to say. You can go ahead and finish. You can go ahead and finish off. Go ahead and finish off. No, but no. So I mean, I'm ending it very simply with there. I think in nowadays in 2023, just I don't think we have true partnerships. I don't think we have true teams anymore. Like when I when I got with when I got with my wife, I was looking for a teammate. And that's what I got. That's what I was looking for. I was genuinely looking for a teammate. I don't give a fuck about anything else. I wanted a teammate because when you're an athlete and you play sports and you have teammates, your teammates always got your back no matter what. Point blank, period. I don't care what your shortfalls are. I don't care what your flaws are. I care about what you and I can do to make this successful. That's true. That is me and my wife. My wife is my teammate. Point blank. All right. So I've been listening for a while, right? You know, I've been kind of handling some things over here, but I've been listening, right? And what GQ said couldn't resonate with me more only because it was really the same thing with me and and my wife, because like, and I was just talking about this yesterday, right? When a lot of people ask me, oh, why, like, how did you and your wife come about? Because we went to high school together. Right, but we weren't the high school sweethearts that everybody thought we were. You know, things that oh, you guys were together since high school. No, she ain't like me in high school. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it to being. She ain't fuck with me like that in high school. You feel me? But there was a point in time where I'm in college. Right, I'm single. I'm not really talking to anybody like that. And like, I'm working. I'm going back and forth. You know, what I'm saying like I'm trying to. I'm trying to graduate. I'm grinding. Right, and. The people that I, the women that I was talking to at the time, they understood the grind, but not to the level of my wife, right? There was a lot of people that, you know, wanted to kick it or whatever the case may be, but you know what I'm saying? I'm in in college. I don't have no car. I I barely got a job, right? Like, I got to pay, I got to pay bills or stuff like that. I don't have a lot. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, a real college student out here. I'm trying to tell you, broke-ass college student is a real thing. Really thugging, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, I'm talking about, like, no car. I was walking miles and miles. Like, I had to walk five miles to and from work, literally. You feel me? Yes, After man. practice type shit. You feel me? So, Ooh. like, like just having all of that, bro, and her seeing all of that and living out here where I'm at right now in Sacramento, and I'm living in the Bay Area, which is legit two hours away. You feel me? And us talking on the phone and, you know, texting throughout the day. And, like, we used to talk on the phone so much, bro, my roommates used to get pissed. Like, they used to come in the room, like, bro, you still on the phone, bro? You've been on the phone with this girl all day. Like, this is my best friend, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, this this type of relationship we have, but. Well, oh, I bet they the said you was cupcaking, huh? Oh, cupcake, oh, yeah. no feeling. I ain't got, got time. Got, got, got a leg kicking back and forth. bring that turn back real quick. Come on now. Feet on, feet on the wall. Yo. Okay, yo. Okay, all okay Kevin Durant. Okay, yo. Kevin Durant. All that, man. You feel me? I was big cupcake, and I had no shame in my game, bro. You feel me? Because the type of connection that we developed, the type of connection that we had, it was different. Than the other girls that I was, you feel me, that I was talking to at the time, right? Other girls, I can I can already felt like they wanted to use me for something, right? I'm a football player. They're gonna use me for the image. They know I'm going somewhere, so they want to use me for uh, basically what they see in the future, right? But 
I got this girl, right? And just 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 tell me, right? If if just 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 rock with me and, and let me know, right? <clears throat> you got this girl, right? And you feel me? You talking to her every single day, right? She's starting to break you down a little bit, right? Did you eat today? How you feeling today? What's your mental like? Right? So for me, this is a shock. Like, hold on, wait, what? It's my mental. Like, did I eat? She what? What you talking about, right? And then it gets to the point where, right. like, all right, I know you gotta, I know you gotta go all the way across the bridge, right? So she know my situation. I know you gotta go across the bridge, right? You got gas money, you need toll money, right? Because you gotta pay that toll, you gotta pay that bridge toll. Oh, bet you feel me? I'm gonna send you some, some 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 money for the toll. I'm not even asking, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even hitting her like, like, yo, like, can you send me some? I'm not even asking, you feel me? She's just sitting there like, you eat today? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I ate a little something, you feel me? You feel me? So you ain't eat today. All right, man. Well, here it is. Boom, I'm going to send you this chicken. About go to the store, get you some food, some shit like that, right? Came to the point where um, a few tests behind in one of my history classes, right? I needed a crucial book, right? And she was like, what's well, the book? You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of hesitant to tell her and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, nah, I'm not really trying to feel like that. Man, how much is the book? I ain't even kidding, right? You look at how much the book is. Next thing you know, a week later, I got the book. She said, passion classic. You feel me? Not to mention, right? She was taking trips every single week from Sacramento to the Bay Area to come see me. When I had girls who was texting me living in the same, living 20, 30 minutes away, I could have pulled up any time. You feel me? She's pulling up hours away, taking off work. You feel me? After Right after school type shit. You feel me? So it's like, when you got somebody like that, Somebody who not only looks out for you, right, but like just has your best interests at heart. It's different than somebody who you were just talking to and oh well, you know, I'm feeling this girl. It's like listen, you building not only a real partnership, but you building a real companionship, right? And it came to the point where things flipped, and I had to do the same for her, right? And this is the reason why I always tell people like you focus on money, and don't be surprised if you get a dude that's only focused on money. Right, you focus on what you want to do that to protect and provide for you. Bet for sure. All right, that's cool. But don't be surprised when he when he's not nurturing. He don't care about you or the kids like that. You feel me? Like all he do is care about making money and protecting and providing for you. Right? Boy, you better preach out here. You know what I'm saying? And it's 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 interesting because you hear a lot of people they get online, they get on social media, and they complain about the man that they got. They complain about the woman that they got only because they were looking for certain things. And I always tell people, be careful what you ask for because whether you're religious, whether you're not. God, the, the universe, whoever you believe in, got a certain, got a specific way of giving you what you asked for, right? Specifically, right? So you got to, you got to map that shit out. You know what I'm saying? You can't just sit up there and say, I want to protect her and a provider. That's what you're going to get. But he's not going to give a fuck about you. He's not going to give a fuck about the kids. He's not going to care about your feelings. Ain't no going to be no, 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 no in-depth conversations. None of that. You feel me? He's not going to want to change no diapers. He ain't cleaning. He ain't helping none of that shit. You feel me? So it came to a point in time where like, I didn't have a lot, but the, the situation flipped. And I had to do the same for her. I dropped everything and did the same for her, right? I was supposed to hear, be going here to college and going here to college. And I'm like, yeah, now all that could be put on the back burner because everything that she did for me, literally, is the reason why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So without her, I wouldn't be in the situation that, I, that, that I'm in now or the, the, the situation that I was in, right? Fast forward, we moved back in with moms, right, for a few months. Literally a week, maybe two weeks before my birthday, we moved all the way out to Texas. She like, yeah, you want to play football? You want to go to school? This and this and that. This, this, this is one I this is one I ended up in Wichita Falls. You want to play football? You want to do this and that? Bet we there. Let's get there. 
right? So not only is she, you know, with me, you feel me, like the true definition of a ride or die type of person, right? But she's willing to travel with me no matter what, right? Like she, we rocking, no, no matter what, no matter where we go, hey, I'm here. You feel me? So like that type of that type of connection to the point where it doesn't really matter what somebody has going for them. It doesn't really matter, you know, how much money you make or, you know, what other people say. The connection that people, the, the connection that you built with your significant other, that trumps all at the end of the day. Because if you can sit up there and be having the worst day ever or be down so down bad that everybody's talking bad about you. But you got that one person that believes in you, that is going to pour into you and that's going to give you the confidence to make you feel like you can do anything in the world. And for I know for me, I know for GQ, it's like that's what we looked for in our partners. We didn't look for somebody who was just going to, oh, take care of us. And, oh, well, she cooks and she cleans and she takes care of the kids. And that's all I want for a wife. I want a traditional woman. It's like, nah, I, I really don't care about none of that shit. At and you know, what's I want a partner who's going to work you, with me, not against me. You, you, you know what's crazy about that? I'm one of GQ is one of those people, too. I'm pretty sure you one of those people, too. I don't give a damn if you can't cook or clean. I can cook or clean, my nigga. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can do both of those. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, I can do both of those. I just need somebody that's going to hold me the hell down. Exactly. Yeah, like, are, you, are you a shitty person or not? Literally. Right. Yeah. Are you a good person? Like, you, you know, have a and like, you have a good soul. Yeah, and everything that, everything that Mulich said ties into something very simple. It ain't them, them kind of women don't exist in 2023. And if they do, it's the less than 1%. Because, yeah, yeah, because the, the, the women that's doing that not eating hot Cheetos and pickles every damn day. Exactly. And <laughs> and we know this because we, we watch it on social media. That's why we know this. Oh, he got to be over six foot. He got to be making six figures. He got to be, I right, remember what Moolah said. Right, and you get what you asked for. Guess what? You got that six foot man making six figures. He about that money, though. He ain't give a fuck about you. Bro, right. it's so crazy. It's so crazy that you bring that up because I'm not gonna call the name on here because GQ know who it is, and I think and Rod and you know we kind of know who it is. Free cloud, fuck that shit. Right, but I have a homegirl who was like that. She was just like, I want a six foot guy, a guy that makes six figures, mm -hmm. this and that, and she got one. What you think that entailed? Him beating her doing all kind of shit and all that. And I was like, I kept on telling over and over again. I said, you are in the relationship with the wrong person. And you might think I'm saying that because I'm your homeboy, this and that, and I want to get with you, but that's not the truth. I'm telling you, as a friend, you're with the wrong person. Fast forward seven years later, she's married now and things like she got a kid. She has a nice home. She has a, a very good husband. I know her husband. Me and her husband are very fucking cool. I go over there a lot. So... Like Moose said, hey, be careful what you wish for. Because a nigga about his money will put his money first every single time. I've seen every, it every single time. time. See, I don't see. give a damn if you, they're not going to give a damn if you're sick, if you hurt, whatever you're going through. They don't give a damn if you had a bad day. Hey, well, that's all right. But I got to go make this money. And I'm out every single yep. time. You want a nigga that make all that money. But you can't deal with a nigga that make all that money. That's the problem. You're right. So when it comes down to it, it's like you if if you find a lady that 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 supports you and ride with you, you know, you can be at your lowest. Even you, you can be no job, no car, don't know don't know what where you getting food from, and they pour into you to where they elevate you and get you to where you trying to be. I'm gonna feed back into her. That's it. 
that's, 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 that's it. That's all. I, I, I'm gonna do what I do as a man, and I'm, I'm gonna feed you. You would think you, that's you, let me, you let me get mine. You let me get mine. I'm gonna let you get your for sure. Like yep. there's there's no, there's no there's no ands if buts about it. If you support me, if you let me be the man I need to be, or you support give me to the world I need to be, I'm gonna pour everything I have back into you and get to where you need to be. And we're gonna have this partnership that's gonna be a beautiful thing. It's gonna yep. be a, it's gonna be a great thing. We're gonna build we're gonna build a, a foundation, and we're gonna build off of that. With God first and for, uh, and everything we're doing here. And we can, we can, like, if we're down, hey, let's pray about it real quick. Let's, let's pray about it real quick. Let's get to where we need to get to. Let's, let's get to it in the spirit. Like, hey, you feeling down? Let's go. If you find a woman like that, well, you find a gold mine. I'll let that go. That's what Bob Marley was talking about. It's, That's exactly what so they were much. talking about. It's so much, it's so much preaching going on. It's fantastic. So let's talk about the fun part of it. this is my favorite it's the what everything that micah said and then what rob finished off with is the perfect segue into this next video the next we talk about it right we talked about women looking for different and certain types of men and all this shit. so then women that say they want that that man that strong-minded man this is for y'all run it women are seriously ready for emotionally intelligent men kitty kitty what do you think okay let's talk about what emotional intelligence comes with before we even get into this conversation okay we're talking about you wanting a man who is tolerant who regulates his emotions who also knows how to manage your emotions but you're also talking about a man who knows how to navigate his sensitivities and everything else when it comes to that but you have to consider that an emotionally intelligent man is good at cutting people off when he sees that your sensitivities bring too much reactivity. When he sees that you cannot regulate your emotions, when he sees that you have a low tolerance, this type of man that you are asking for is a man who will walk you out the door in a heartbeat. If he feels like you are disrupting his peace, if he feels like there's any level of disrespect, because there's a lot that comes with emotional intelligence. So if you ask him for that, you got to come with the same level of emotional intelligence as well. Okay. That comes with a number of factors. So if you are a woman who knows that even though you may be sensitive to certain things like criticism, rejection, because you're not always going to be accepted. Sometimes he's going to bounce back. And sometimes he's going to say, I don't agree with your opinion. Sometimes he's going to say, I don't like those thoughts. Sometimes he's going to say, I don't like the way you speak to me. If you're not ready for that, don't be asking for an intelligent man. Mm. Mm. Hey, she was on, she was on there Fact. preaching. Oh, so word. When, it, when, it came, when it came to Houston, I wanted to go see, I wanted to go see them. And yeah. she 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 stayed with that same energy. She stayed with that same energy the whole show. What's beautiful so, about that is that came directly out of a woman's mouth. It did. That's the best part. That's the most beautiful thing about everything that we that we finna react to here is that it came because we talked about it. Said we, that. We, we talked about this not too long ago. And we said when a, when you get a man that's fully in tune with himself, that's the most dangerous man you can come across. That whole video just talked about it. It's called an emotionally intelligent man. When a man is fully intact and fully in control, you're in trouble. Because I know one. There's one on this panel right now. His name is DJ Micah B. And I'm going to tell you like this, because I've known this man for a very long time. I can count on one hand in our entire relationship how many girlfriends this man done had. This is the man, and the, you know it. My boy don't take no shit. Man. I'll cut that off. Yeah. I ain't. If I ain't, you gonna take a strong woman with that. 
He's Caribbean. He don't take no shit, man. Hey, don't play nah, with him. No, nah, it, it ain't even about me not taking no shit or none of that. Let me tell y'all what it's, what it's really about. If you're going to sit there and critique me and I sit there and take the critique and you're talking about, I don't like the way you do this. I don't like the way you do that. I don't like the way we're doing going about this and that, this and that. When I sit there and tell you, hey, right now, you're looking like a shitty human because this, this, and this, and this, and you get you get mad about it to where you're like, no, fuck you, this and that. You know what? I'll catch you later, my dog. The door is right there, and we're done. I am one of those. I don't give a damn. And, like, I'm with people, and if I'm with you, yes, I love you. But if the ideologies don't line up, bruh, there's nothing to talk about here. There is absolutely nothing. If if I feel you're a shitty person, I'm out the door. I am. If I'm sitting here telling you, hey, I'm going out with GQ or I'm going uh, GQ and LSG, or I'm going out with Rod and my brothers at church, and you still have a problem with that, I'm like, well, it's my time to vent. Well, why you don't vent to me? I do vent to you, nigga. You don't fucking listen. That's really what it is. Yeah. Y'all y'all are laughing because y'all know it's the damn truth. Absolutely. And, and you're like, and you want to respond. You don't tell me shit about this, this, and that. You don't ever tell me. I'm like, nigga, I tell you every day. But if you don't want to listen, that ain't my goddamn problem. If you don't want to listen, I'm not going to waste my breath and, and keep being with you. I'm supposed to come home. You're supposed to be my peace and my comment effect. But if I come home and you're causing me more grief, but when you come home and I'm off, you expect me to be your common effect? Hell, it don't work like that. Hell no. It definitely don't work like that. And if it, and, and when I say it don't work like that, it don't work like that. There's no reason for us to be together. I don't give a shit. I will tell you I am fed up with how you are when it comes to when I'm venting to you and telling you this, this, and this, and how I feel. If you don't think my anything I say is is it matters, fuck we in a relationship for. Why? Exactly. And I don't so give a damn about saying it on the podcast either. Yeah. People might think I'm soft, and I don't give a fuck. Nah. See when you when it comes down to being an emotionally intelligent man with a non-emotionally intelligent woman, it's not gonna work. Nope. And being a non-touching woman being with a non-intelligent man, it's just it's not gonna work either. Because if if I'm telling you how I feel about something and you feel attacked every time, and we we have no conversation, you're gonna yell at me. Why well, does it feel like nah? Calm the hands down. I'm gonna have a conversation <laughs> with you. I'm having a conversation with you. Calm that neck down. You're loud. You're real loud. We're having Why a you feel like this, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. And or Why you hit me with a you should, right. You should you shouldn't feel like that because I no. It's, I feel like that because I, 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 I'm I'm I'm, facts, dog. I'm I, I I'm allowed to feel some way kind of way. I'm I'm allowed to feel this way because that's how I feel. Why are yeah. you telling me that I can't feel that way? Because you said it. Nah, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. If you said something I didn't like, and I tell you, hey, I didn't like the, I don't like the way you said that, or I don't like what you say here. Like it made me feel low. It made me feel less of a man <laughs> by you telling me what you said. Exactly. And if I and they were like, well, if it makes you feel less of a man, then maybe you need no. That's mm -hmm. it. No, no, no. That's it. Right that part, right there. That part he just said at the end, right mm -hmm. there. Say it again. There. So you you, you tell me like you know, it, it's. It's just baffling because, like, you just stand there. You you talking to them. You you can be at this level of talk, conversation, and they they'll take you to the, to this one. 
and you trying to be right here. So I've I've gotten to mm-hmm. the point where like 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 you being emotionally intelligent now I'm I'm grown so much from past relationships to where I don't argue no more. I ain't gonna argue with you. What am I arguing for? <laughs> what am I arguing for? You, hey, Rod, you what listen, you mad for? Yeah, before you go any further, let me let me you know um my girlfriend now might kill me, but I don't give a damn. I'm I'm gonna let y'all in on something oh, real quick, right? Sorry. So. Hey. Hey, I don't care. No, because 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 according to her, we've grown past this, and if we haven't grown past this, she's still holding on to the past. So mm. we would talk on the phone, and at my house, I don't get good service most of the time, right? So you know, you know this to be GQ noticed to be fact too. I don't get good service. The phone no. is cut straight off. So I call, I will call her back, and every time I call back, she uh-huh. I like. What you got an attitude? What what's the problem? What, what what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Over and over again. It's like if you got an attitude problem like that, I'm getting off the phone. Oh, I wish you would. I bet. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, GQ, you know exactly how I am too, dog. Last time like, I checked, it's a red button with a phone pointing down. <laughs> right. Moo over there laughing because Moo know me enough now Lord. too to know and then, what you think yeah. happened next, Moo. I bet I'm gonna talk to you later. Click. <laughs> look, fuck with me. I got an iPhone, so I I got the AirPods in. <laughs> quick, quick, oh, quick, fast. Sorry, I'm putting the, I'm putting it up at that point. Wait, I'm putting it up at that time. I love this because it exhibits the energy that I would that I would actually exhibit, bro. Like first of all, the second mm-hmm, I'm hanging up on you. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Oh yeah. The second mm-hmm, you got two mm-hmms and I'm gone. Straight up, and then you gonna text me like, "Why are you mad?" Or you gonna call me back? This is this is gonna happen because I've been through this before. This is gonna happen. You gonna call me back like, "Why did you hang up on me?" Because you, mm-hmm, right? Oh, so you got attitude? Nah, I don't got attitude. But you're not gonna sit there. You do. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna <laughs> sit there mm-hmm me all day, okay? Because this is the thing about me, right? And a lot of people know this about me. I hate talking on the goddamn phone, right? I only do it to people that I actually really fuck with, right? Or if there's a story, whatever the case may be. If you feel like you can't text it. Go ahead, man, call me. We'll chop it up. But I don't like talking on the motherfucking phone. So if you feel like you got to waste my time, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up on you, gang. I'm hanging up on you. And if you call me back on the, on the same bullshit, I'm going to hang up on you again. And I'm liable, and everybody in my family knows this, I'm liable to block your ass. Straight up. You will get blocked for a night. Get off my you phone. You will get blocked for a night. Get the fuck I, I, get off I, my I phone. will not put up with it. Straight up. I will yep. not put up with it. And that's the thing, right? A lot of women... Right, I'm not gonna say every single woman right out there because I'm not that type of person, but a lot of women directly contribute to the emotional unavailability of men, right? A lot of us grew up with moms, right? And a lot of them are gonna put it on dads, right? Oh, the dad told you, the man told you. No, a lot of us grew up with moms telling us not to cry and not to be so soft and blah blah blah. You're a little boy and all the shit like that, right? So now when we do start to grow up and start to feel other types of emotions. Right, it can be overwhelming, right? And that's the reason why a lot of people say, Oh, we gotta go therapy, you gotta go therapy, right? And I, I, I completely understand it, I can get that, right? But at the end of the day, a lot of people just want to be heard, right? And the thing is about it, right? This thing that, that gets a lot of women, this is what fucks them up in the head, right? A lot of time when women vent to you, they want to be heard, but they don't want solutions. Take your own advice. A lot of men just want to be heard, but they don't want to hear your fucking stupid ass. Boy, you better preach it here on a Wednesday. Like we, we, we really don't care. We just want to be able to get out what we have, what we're, what we're what's feeling on our hearts. I just want you to cry on the shoulder. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like we just want to be able to shit. get out what's on our chest. You feel me? Without being judged or being ridiculed, right? 
just like women, and what without being able to you, you to do exactly we're in a relationship with you, boom, right? But a lot of women directly contribute to that when they say, Oh, well, you're soft, or oh, well, this I just seen three videos straight up, three videos on social media, right? Social experience, the social experiments where they asked the women asked the men, Was the last time you cried? And one of the dudes on one of the videos, he literally broke down crying because he had lost his best friend, like literally the last week, right? So he's breaking down crying, he's breaking down crying at the end of the day. At the end of the show, they do a little interview and they're saying, like, yeah, like he was the most attractive one until he started to cry, right? So it's like to me, why is it that y'all have y'all can easily women can easily break down crying in front of a man easily, and everybody's supposed to just come and run, oh my god, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Right? But as soon as a man starts to cry, as soon as a man starts to feel, you know those type of emotions everybody wants to have a problem with it oh well why is he crying look at caleb williams bro everybody's sitting up there ridiculing this man for balling out he balled out and everybody wants to talk about him crying i can go back to even as further even as far as tyrese bro i can bring oh, up the tyrese man, situation was he, he was a meme for years he, he still is a meme and he just wanted Should to put, see put will smith in this conversation you feel me? will smith all of them, every single time you see a man that's vulnerable, that's trying to take the steps to be emotionally available, to act, to to, to speak on his feelings, to let everybody know, hey, this is what I'm down. holding on. Boom! There are a lot of women that directly contribute to down. tearing him down to contribute to him bottling up his emotions and making, and making it so, oh, well, y'all told me to talk. That's exactly what I did, right? It brought me to the point of tears, but then everybody ridiculed me for it. So why am I talking? All right, bet. So I'm just gonna go back and be a quote unquote man, right? Just like how y'all want me to do, right? Because everybody said when you start, as soon as you start crying, as soon as you start showing a little emotional emotional intelligence, oh, be a man. Oh, okay, bet, bet. So don't get mad because this is exactly what you asked for. Read what you said. You heard it. So look, let's let's this this is what this is what needs to happen first and foremost. Because Wooly said it, and now I'm gonna expand on it because he talked about you know a woman ain't got no problem you know breaking down in front of anybody, man, woman, whatever your pronouns are did the breakdown and the immediate reaction is everybody their mom must must rush to the aid if you will now nah, fuck that first of all we need to stop this damsel in distress mentality all right fuck that like if you have a problem you need to talk to somebody like all right you broke down hey, let me tell you what the fuck i'm gonna do i'm gonna look at you i'm gonna let you get your cry out sometimes sometimes you just need a good cry that's it. And sometimes that's all, just like sometimes you need to be heard, sometimes you might just need to cry. When you and dry your eyes, you yourself and you stop hyperventilating, you know, like your mama just whooped your ass, you, you know, all that type of shit, you know. <laughs> when you don't, you know how it is when you get that good ass ass whooping. I'm trying to tell you. So, you know, I'm going to let you get all that out your system first. And then when you collect yourself and become more of a rational person, I'm going to ask you a question. Hey, you good? Like, what's up? You know, now you got this out of your system. What's up? But don't let me do it. Don't let me break down because, you know, I, I lost somebody close to me or, you know, life just finally got to a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like, I just I, I'm finally at my, my breaking point and I just can't handle this shit no more. You know, like we just society as a whole and and I, and it's our parents and grandparents and it's all their fault it is truly that we have this mindset that men must be this these robotic you know non emotionally non empathetic non you know 
non-sensitive emotional showing creatures. That's how I'm going to word that. We, and that's just not the case. It's just not the case. We, we're all human. Humans show emotion, point blank period. No matter what you are, no matter what you are, humans show emotion. Some show it through violence, some show it through anger, some throw it through, you know, through, through crying, through screaming, whatever the case might right. be. So if you as a man decide that, you know what, today just today, I'm just going to fucking cry. You should not be judged for that. It should not be held against you. It should not be weaponized against you. It just shouldn't. I'm sorry. I don't I don't agree with that one bit because there's nothing wrong with that. Because I myself, as a, as a man who has seen many of my brother and sisters in arms as veterans who have had breakdowns because of PTSD and all those other reasons, I ain't judging them for that because I know what the fuck they went through. If you have not lived a life where something traumatic happened and you survived that shit and you live with you that shit, live. you don't understand what the fuck's going on. Big facts. Because if you and it and and then let's just let me take the military side out of it. If you're from the hood and you watch one of your closest partners get, get shot and killed right in front of you, that's traumatic as fuck. Bruh, run it. Like you living with that shit. If all of a sudden, you know, on the you know, fifth anniversary of you losing your you losing your dog. You decide to break down and share some tears. Why am I finna hold that against you? You lost somebody close to you like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You went through something traumatic, just like men do, just like women do. We all go through things in our lives that affect us differently. Now, at the ripe old age of 34, I look at death differently. Damn you old. I cry, I cry prior, I cry prior to, well, I cry prior to funerals. I don't cry at funerals. I, I, just, I, I, I just had to hit you one time with that. You ain't have you to hit him with the Kevin Hart. He said, I'm dead. Yes, <laughs> Look, listen, here's the, the funny part, right? He can say I'm old all he wants to, but that motherfucker body 55 years old. I still feel hey, like I'm mind your time. business. <laughs> mind your business now. Mind your business. That ain't got nothing to do with you. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. If we talk about ages of bodies, um, I can't even be in that conversation because my body is reaching. <laughs> mind your business now. Okay. Hey, 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 this ain't about me, motherfucker. Okay, mind your business. Hey, you know how, hey, you know how it is. You pop one, I'm popping three. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot be part of that conversation because my but, body is 97 years old. That's see, my nigga, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even care. I don't even yeah. care. But, I, I just know, had to get said, it one time. Yeah, but you know, on the on the emotional, you know, the emotional strength of of, of the of the man in general, I I want, I truly want that to be the normal man moving yes. forward i just do because yes. just like a lot of us you know some of us are attracted to like those strong-minded mm -hmm. women you think a weak-minded man can be with a strong-minded woman fuck, Boy, fuck no she'll run over if i am a if i am an immense um, you know if i'm an emotionally intelligent man do i want to be with an emotionally weak woman no now if i'm with the if i'm with an emotionally weak, weak woman that is trying to better herself it's a different story Totally different story. If you're actively trying to do better and you're taking the constructive criticism, oh, it's funny. We, this this all came from what this woman said in this video. You know, if you're taking the criticism, you're taking the, you know, you're taking the what's being said and you're actually listening to it, not hearing it, listening to it and letting it resonate and actually doing something productive with it, like, you know, using it, building off of it then all right, cool, we actually can make some shit work. You're actually going to be, you're going to end up being emotionally stronger than I am because well, you, you know came broken and I fixed you. And now, 
we're going to grow together, just like Rod talked about earlier about growing together. So we just see we we do we full circle around here. We ever we always bring it back full well, circle. Well, I have we always, I, I, we I have a full circle. I have a full circle moment because I want to just I want to shout out uh, the groups I'm in because back in July, uh, Rod knows this, GQ knows this, I think Moon knows this. My stepdad passed away. The, he he wasn't married to my mom yet. But they they were engaged and about to get married, and all of you here know how that impacted me. Every single one you knew here knew how that impacted me. It fucking hurt, bro. It really did, and I didn't know how to tell people. I was just like, man, I don't want to tell nobody because man's supposed to hold it together, this and that. But at one point, um, Joseph and my girlfriend will tell you, I broke down to the fullest. And no, and Ivan, Ivan will tell you better than anybody else that I broke down to the folks. But at one point, it was just like a, oh, I was just breaking down, and it was kind of like a, well, that happened. It was just a straw that broke the camel's back, and that's when you. I was like, no, I was breaking down for months, and you didn't see. But GQ knew, Rod knew, and knew all knew. I was going through shit way before that. I was breaking down way before that. But yes, it was the straw that brought the camels back. But at that same time, other people around me, especially females, were just more like a, like my aunt would be in the main culprit. It happened already. Just let it go. And I was just like, excuse my language. I know it's my aunt, but I was just like, bitch, don't tell me just let it the fuck go. Just because you knew him dating your sister and i really knew him on a personal level i was with i was every day with this man for eight years don't tell me no bullshit about just let it the fuck go that's not how that shit goes nope that was one of the that nigga adopted me basically as his own child i didn't have a car to get to work he told me hey my head gas in this car is blown you could drive this car back and forth to work because you only work 10 uh 10 minutes away from home you could drive this car here you could do this and this I don't mind you taking my car and doing this and this and that. And he really helped me because I had nowhere to turn to to get back and forth to work or do and anything that, to help me advance in life. But he he gave me that car and was like, bro, just go back and forth to work and you'll make it there. Stack your money, this and that. It's all good. I understand. I've been there before this and that. When somebody from the outside understands you better than most of your people inside, not not speaking to y'all, you know, you know what I mean though. But when somebody from the outside of your circle understands you better than people inside your circle, that shit really opens your eyes real quick. Very quick. It's a damn shame that the guy came into my life and know me for three years and knew what I was going through compared to my aunt and other people that knew me my whole life and wouldn't help me with shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's ridiculous. Because at that time, to my people. I need to suck it up and make it happen. That's what it was. You didn't want to help me, but suck it up and make it happen every step of the way. That's yep. why I tell y'all all the time, I'm thankful for LXG. I'm thankful for AMP. I'm thankful for, for, for FTSL because we're families out here, and we look out for each other all the way. When I tell y'all we push the family narrative around this bitch, we do. Y'all ain't see Boo Wop for a while. What move get on, on, on Facebook and uh, on uh on basket to basket and do. When Troy went on basket basket for two weeks, what I got on basket to basket to do. This is what we do. 
Like, people don't understand this. Guys do need that shit all the time, too. This is not just the women need the emotional support. No, guys need the emotional support, too. From strong, like-minded guys, like, bro, we here for you. Let us know. Hey, this, this, and this going on. I'm here for you if you need to talk. This and that. Bro, I'm going to let y'all in on another secret. There was one point my boy came back from being overseas. A nigga did some out-of-line shit. And it was just like, a, hey, we going to... He was pissed. Like, hey, now nah, fuck that. We're like, hey, bro, listen. Relax. Chill for a little bit. We're going to calm it down. We got this asshole. We're going to get this nigga out your house and move the hell on. Because it was going to be very bad. It was going to be very bad. He, list, he listened to us. He listened to his parents. He listened to me. We moved on. You know what I'm saying? Guys go through shit too. I don't know what, what, what my boy GQ went through overseas in Afghanistan and stuff. But I know one thing. He came back home and he was just like, bro, it was just so much going on. I don't even know what to explain. I said, you ain't got to explain, my nigga. I'm here. If you want to talk, we can talk. You want to hang out? We hang out. We go out. We do whatever. Whatever you want to do to cope, that's what we're going to do. As long as it ain't suicide. Obviously. And I was with this man 75% of the time. Come on, man. Like, this is ridiculous. Because the fact that we have to have a talk about this just explains even more. Females call every nigga out there soft that got to express their feelings. With all that being said, um, Rod, you got any last words before I summarize this whole conversation? <laughs> this whole conversation has been crazy at this point because it's just different hearing different views on each side of it is <clears throat> just eye opening. You can say eye opening because it's like when it comes down to it, you have these women on this side that. Is gonna uh, uplift you and elevate you. Uh, that can be emotionally intelligent to where we can we can grow together. And then you have these other women Stop that <laughs> that uh, aren't emotionally intelligent. That you know, if you having a conversation with them, they they're gonna shut down. And sometimes men don't know how to do with shut down women, so we're gonna leave you. You know. <laughs> So we're gonna leave. If you're gonna either you're gonna shut down, not say anything, we're gonna leave you in the dust. Or if you're gonna fight with me, I'm gonna leave you in the dust too, because you're gonna you're gonna interrupt my peace. And I, we're not we're not gonna do is interrupt my peace at the end of the day. Because um, like one woman, there's some women out there, and I know a couple of them that are are emotionally intelligent that are gonna be able to to have conversation with you. And not fight with you. I'm like, hey, this is how I feel. Well, this is how I feel as well. Okay, this is how I feel. This is how I feel as well. So where, where can we compromise? There's, that's a big word in relationship, compromising on how we're we feeling to where we can to where we cannot feel this way again, you know, to where we don't have to come back to this. And when the one big thing about relationship, because relationships change throughout the years. When I first got with you, we 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 can talk about something. But when when now I realize you shut down every time I talk to you about something, we're gonna we're gonna tear apart. Like it was cool at first, but you know now now it's not gonna be all right. But if you you find somebody that can grow with you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, all that, 
you you find a good thing. You find you find to where you're gonna flourish. You're gonna you know you're gonna find a woman that you can marry. You know, it, like 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 G, uh, like uh, GQ said, you find a par- partnership. You know, what you start looking for is a partnership. Some men don't look don't 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 look for a partnership. They they think this is me. I got this. This is gonna be me the whole time. And sometimes they, they, those men are are raised by a single woman that weren't emotionally there. You saw the the uh, the single woman grind all their life, and and they take care of you and and your siblings, and and they they were just doing everything for you. So where now you're like, okay, I gotta do the same thing. I gotta grind my whole life. I can't I can't feel right now. I got okay. I, I just lost my brother. But I can't feel right now. I gotta get back to the ground. I gotta, I gotta get back to the to feeling like I, I need to get this money. I got this money. Like it's gonna fix it. Like it's gonna make you feel better when it's not gonna make you feel better. So it, it's just, this conversation is just, it can it, it it can go four five hours if you really want to. So <laughs> real easy. It can, bro, real I'm happy you came through. I I have been, I'm definitely happy you came through because yeah. Yep, Moody's what you got? Last word, wrap uh, summarize. Uh, for me, it uh, it all comes back down to it comes back down to one communication, right? Like you don't want to essentially let things unsaid, right? But at the same time, you don't want to have things come out in the right way to the point where it sounds like you're doing nothing but attacking people, right? And I've learned. Throughout my years of reading, throughout school, and throughout just talking to people, both older than me, younger than me, just people that have a lot of wisdom that there's a lot of things that can be neutralized, a lot of things that can be fixed with just a simple conversation, right? And a lot of the times you see that people aren't emotionally intelligent enough to just have a simple conversation, right? It always has to be a fight, always has to be an argument, always has to be a back and forth or a tit for tat kind of thing, right? But a lot of things can be solved with a simple conversation. Okay, bet. Well, how are you feeling today? Okay, well, this is how I'm feeling, blah, 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 whatever the case may be, right? And okay, well, for sure. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how, how do you want to proceed, right? Well, you know, I'm not really trying to really do anything right now about it, whatever the case may be, right? Just having conversations to where it's flowing, to where people are actually just getting people to talk, right? When I was, when I, when I went to therapy and I was talking to my therapist, right, her biggest challenge was getting me to talk. Right. Because I can come out here and I can say, oh, yeah, no, I'm cool. Right. I'm solid. Things is cool. Life is good. But she would literally look at me, take off her glasses with the most stressful look like. Because she knew that there was a whole. She knew, bro, she knew she'd give me the whole you full of full whole ass shit right now. Dog like hell no. Right. And it got to the point where she was like, all right, well, we just finna start talking. Right. Just having a regular ass conversation, right? About about nothing. Okay, well, what's your favorite sports team? Oh, I like the words. Okay, well, bet this and this and this and that. All right, and then we get into some whole crazy shit. And by the time the end of the conversation is done, I didn't explain some whole kind of crazy shit. I didn't out of myself with some shit that I was trying to hide a secret. And she like, nah, you already told me that, but you know, I appreciate you. You read it down. And, oh, you remember last time we talked about? Nah, what? Yeah, yeah, you remember you said this? Nah, I don't. You yeah, you said this though, and you said that, and we're gonna start to unpack that right now. So it's just about the fact of having conversations. Right. And keeping conversations fluid with people. Right. Whether it be your best friend, whether it be your girlfriend, whether it be your wife, whatever the case may be. Just having that open line of communication to the point where people can feel comfortable enough to come to you with something. Right. And another thing that I learned, I'll leave it with this. Another thing that I learned. Right. 
when it comes to the relationship dynamics of men and women is a lot of the times in society they like to do the whole back and forth thing right everything has to be a competition oh well i'm going through this oh well i'm going through this oh well, i'm going through this oh well i'm going through this it's like That's bro i get point. it everybody's going through something right but at the same time if yeah. there's two if there's two if there's a house on if there's a house on fire on on, on on this block and somebody's getting robbed on this block nobody's going to the police like hey why are you or nobody's going to the fire to the fire department like hey why are you helping them when i'm getting robbed over here like everybody's problems are working are gonna are gonna are gonna end up working out themselves, but everybody's problems point. need to be listened to, right? It's not a oh well she, a woman is going through this and oh well she's upset because I came home late and I'm upset that she's mad that I came home late. Nah, like she's upset because you came home late. Why is she upset that you came home late? Go and talk to her, figure it out what's going on, figure it out why she's upset, figure it out how you can change that. Okay, bet. I didn't text you for three hours when I was out. Let me change that. So now when I come home late, you ain't really tripping because you already know where I'm at. You feel me? Oh, well, he didn't like the fact that um, I was liking a dude's picture on Instagram or whatever the case may be. Okay, well, go talk to him. Why does that make you feel some type of way? Okay, well, bet. If that's the case may be, I'm going to go ahead and unfollow all these dudes, whatever the case may be, if that's what makes you feel comfortable. It's just an open line of communication. It's not a, well, oh, well, I don't like when you like, when when, when you go on people, when you view people's stories and like people's stories. It's not about that. It's not about the trying to one-up somebody about how you feel or about the trauma, trying to, oh, well, you have this level of trauma, but my trauma is, is up here. So I feel like we should address that first. It's not about that. It's about addressing what people have or what people are bringing to you on the plate. And then you can go on and be like, okay, well, now that we got that, because people react to things at different times, right? If somebody does something that's triggering for somebody in the moment, of course, the, of course, the fact I'm going to sit up there and try to unpack our bed. What, what, what's going on? Why are we feeling like that? Right? Why do we get that kind of, that kind of reaction? Right? I'm not going to then take me not feeling that type of reaction at all and be like, oh, well, because you mad, now I'm mad because of this and this and this and this and this. And now we both sit up here upset. It's like, nah, what you Rich. mad about? Let's, let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. Let's break this down. Let's work on this real quick. And if something comes up in the future to the point where I'm upset, right? I don't expect you to do the whole tit for tat thing. Oh, well, you're upset. Oh, well, I'm upset because you're upset because, you know, a lot of women like to do that shit. Oh, well, He's my man's upset, so I'm upset because he's upset. So now he got to calm me down. Like, nah, figure out what he's upset about, work through it, progress through it because practice makes progress, not perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. Progress through it, and you build to another level to the point where now you guys have are at this certain level of understanding to where when things happen, you guys just communicate through it. And it's not a whole tit for tat thing, it's not a back and forth, and it's not a oh, I'm trying to one up her and he's trying to one up me. It's okay, a, we're working together to try to figure out something for the greater good. Preach, preach, damn. <laughs> all right, so let's bring it all. All right, God, let's bring it all again. Yeah, move. So, we all got this started, like I said, with DJ Michael B dropping all the knowledge bombs on us, talking about a moment of his vulnerability. All this, then the third, we talked about with Rod dropping words that sometimes women hear, but they ain't listening. Let's, you know, like communication and accountability, you know, these very important words that build strong relationships and everything that Moolah just said, which is very important. And I hope people are listening to what he said, because especially at the end, because if you're not working together to make progress, you're not going to progress because practice leads to progression, which leads to perfection. That's how it goes. You don't go from practice to perfection. You just don't do that. You must practice 
to progress. If you don't progress, you can never reach perfection. That's just how it goes. You just ain't going to get there. Greatness is not achieved by just waking up and doing it. It's done through repetition. It's done through constructive criticism. It's done through learning, through communicating, through doing things and suffering and suffering and suffering and eventually succeeding. Suffer now, succeed later. It's all these things. Right. Relationships. Now we're talking about relationships. Most importantly, if you as a partner cannot listen to your partner's issues, um, whether it's issues with you, issues with work, issues with themselves, whatever the case might be, you're a terrible partner. Point blank, you're a terrible partner. You're either a sociopath, you're, you know, you're a fucking narcissist. You know, you're so you're so selfish on self that you don't want to have a partner. Just like with some of the Damn. stuff that I was talking about. Because if I'm not able to tell you, hey, this is how I feel. Well, you know, I understand how you feel and I'm sorry you feel that way. Let's let's deep dive. Let's break this down. All right, cool. That's the way it should be. Not, oh, well, because you feel that way, it makes me feel this way. No, I don't give a fuck how it makes you feel. That's not, that's, that's not the conversation. The conversation is me telling you how I'm feeling or how X, Y, Z is affecting me. And how can we compromise? Another word that Rod dropped on us. Compromise and progress forward. Not, oh, because I said this, you're now pissed off about something that happened three weeks ago. I don't give a fuck what happened 21 days ago. What the fuck are we going to do right now in this 24 that's going on right now? It's 24 hours in a day. Point blank period. I'll give a fuck what happened 21 days ago at all. I don't care what happened three months, six months, nine months ago. What are we going to do right now in this current situation to progress forward? You thinking about shit backwards, you got a backwards-ass mindset, and you're not progressively thinking. Your ass is being reactive and not proactive, and I'm not down with that. So Fact. if you're trying to be a proactive partner, guess what you're about to be? A lonely motherfucker. Because I'm about to cut that ass off. And I can Hello. use the safety scissors from daycare for all I can. I'm it is. Cut that bitch off. Snip, snip, so Snip, snip. That's just what it is. So now that I've said all of that, I got to bring it back to the fellas. It's my turn to give final thoughts real quick. Yeah, yeah. Before you. Okay, so. Before we go, I would like to thank my boy Rod. We was together earlier, my dog. I told you, hey, come on. I know you're going to be good. Of course, we like to thank Moo every single motherfucking time. Hey. FTSL family. Of course, like I always tell you, tune in tomorrow. We got PDT with Zamora and Willie. Friday, we got the best damn. Football show, period, with Inside the Huddle. I tell you that every week. I don't care if nobody else believes me. Tune in, and you're going to learn something. It doesn't matter. You got GQ, Moolidge, and OG Mill every single Friday. Hopefully, I can get on one of these days because I want to cook Mel again like I cooked them on B2B, which is Basket to Basket. And, of course, on Monday, you come back, we got Basket to Basket. Y'all laughing because y'all know what time this is. Mel going to be like, don't you ever say that again. That you cooked me. When his, when he got stir fried, fried and everything on Monday. Moolish, you know, because Moolish did it to him. But You know, I was in real, though, cooking like a stir fry. Shout out to the Migos, man. But, you know, for real, though, I, I, I just want to thank both y'all for coming on the GT tonight, bro. Y'all, y'all really, y'all were cooking, bro. Y'all came on here and did y'all thing. So I appreciate both of y'all. Uh, and of course, shout out to the greatest co-host in the world, my boy GQ. We're going to keep rocking. And of course, the fans, 
Thank you for keep giving us contests to talk the hell about. Appreciate you. 100%. See, we, we do old school Southern cooking around here. So cast iron always hot. All right. Point blank. We stay cooking in this motherfucker. All right. We don't wash cast irons. We just wipe it down with some more oil. All right. We yeah. Put that back in the crisco can so we can come back and cook your ass again next week. This ain't no fucking game around here. All right. We still cook with lard sometimes because some of y'all need that old school type of shit going I said what I said to simply say this, fellas, to all the fellas watching it and all the fellas that will watch, learn to open your mouth. All right. Something that my mama told me that applies to this conversation, a closed mouth never gets fed. All right. If you got something Ooh. going on in your motherfucking mental, find you a circle and put that shit out there. We Don't did. Nobody. Because, hey, listen, like Ludacris said, you cut the grass and the snakes will show. Don't tell everybody your business, but find you a close circle where you can relate that type of stuff to. Don't compartmentalize that stuff. Don't bottle that stuff in. Find you a group of close people that's like-minded like you, that's trying to progress, not be stuck in the old ways of society. Get them problems out your system so that you can grow and move forward. Those are the closing words. Normally, we would have a real talk segment from GQ, but this whole motherfucking conversation was a real talk today. So I had to bring the beautiful, amazing, astute panel of all these different mindsets out here. So that's what we do. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And another fantastic Wednesday. Yeah. And motivation and you and inspire the world to do what you can. If you love it, then fuck it.